Hello and welcome to the third episode of the second season of the Ian Prendercast, a Carlton podcast brought to you as always by MGA Traffic. Fabian, what does that stand for? MGA? It's, it's an amalgamation of our surnames, or a, well, an amalgamation, what do they call it? An acronym. An acronym. Good story. Uh, I'm Sean Peter Budge, and I'm joined by Fabian Guadagnolo. Hello, Fabian. Buonasera, ragazzi. Co-director of MGA Traffic. Pleasure to have you and your money here. And Tim Singlets-Davis. <laughs> How are you, Sean? I'm very well. Timbo, Good. are you well? Oh, mate, any fitter I'd be dangerous. <laughs> Speedo's coming out? <laughs> Not today. <laughs> and we are joined by a very, very special guest for this episode. Terry Degani, hello. Hello, mate. That was a pregnant pause. German? I like that. A bit of drama. I was, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. And of course, you're from uh, Blue Abroad, which can be found on every social media platform. Yeah, we're pretty much everywhere, yeah. <laughs> including TikTok. Oh, no. Yeah. What is TikTok? Oof. This okay, d- okay, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was having this conversation with someone yesterday and we were like, I don't understand what's a good TikTok and what's a bad TikTok. Can someone just explain to me what it is? Is it like... Do you remember Vine? No. Okay, so Vine was a, a platform where you create seven second clips. Yep. And it kind of died. Okay. And TikTok's kind of like taken that and made it better. Yep. And made, you know, the user experience a lot easier. Is it still seven second clips? It's 15. Well, it can be up to a minute, but generally it's a 15 second We're still clip. talking about TikTok or? Yeah. <laughs> or my sex life. <laughs> it's you're, one of the new platforms. You're, you're the one who said it. Um, That's, it's a gag, Sean. I understand it. Just, yeah. you know, next time make it funny. Um, Do you have to dance? Is that the one where they're dancing with the music and stuff? Yep. yep. I might check it out. I was doing a bit of that over Christmas with Kayla Kingsley, doing some of my best work. Is that why she did her knee, poor girl? A little bit later. On TikTok? Yeah. Not on TikTok. How's she going? She had surgery? Don't know. Don't know. Need to find out. Yeah. It was a while off at the time. Fingers crossed, full recovery. Correct. Absolutely. So we've got Terry in with us uh, just to have a bit of fun and go through this week's news as we always do. And then at the end of the episode, try something which it could work. It could be terrible. You it's might gonna work. never see it again. I had high hopes for the uh, Rushmore and I'm no different hmm. with this watch along idea. I'm thinking that it, it could be something special, but uh, the you Rushmore sound, broke me. You sound like Wahlberg in... Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. Maybe fuck yourself. <laughs> it's one of the great lines. It's yeah. A great movie. Full of great lines. The Rushmore Terry was my brainchild. And mm-hmm. it was, um, I, I was really, I was like, this is going to be great. It's going to be great. It was awful. And we've, we've tried it twice. It's, now, the problem is it's subjective. And even in the office, it, not in the office, in the, uh, in the studio, shall we say, um, we just don't agree enough. And that's fine. You want a Jack Warrell on the, Rushmore because Jack Warrell's the father of Carlton doesn't make he a difference the first doesn't coach. Make he's the... a triple premiership coach case in point <laughs> this is, that's better than anything we produced on the original record but you don't want <laughs> you don't want everybody to be in agreement you, you want to be able to throw up a bit of healthy debate we, had, we had one consensus vote on the Rushmore sticks, sticks. sticks. <laughs> so it should just be a mountain with sticks' face on it I with I... a bigger with, with the trees should be like where the big yeah. mullet is the big mullet yeah. we need to seriously this is your idea because you is. said when yep. Kobe passed, Sean said, "Why do we wait until legends pass before we honour them? Before they go into Hall of Fames?" And I know a lot of them go into the Hall of Fame while they're alive, but obviously Kobe won't, so he won't get that adulation from his peers and from the greater sporting community. It's time for Sticks to just get a statue now. Start a, start a GoFundMe page, Sean. Well, no one's uh, no one's played more games as captain. In VFL AFL history, yep. he is Carlton. That's two-time premiership wow. captain, uh, all-time leading goal kicker at the club. Yep, yep. 
So, look, he's an absolute superstar. And, yeah, my man, as Fab just said, I thought we always wait to do things posthumously. So Kobe unfortunately dies, and then it's this big makeup to go, oh, well, what's everything we were going to do to honour him? You go, we should have already done it. Why yeah. are we waiting? Yeah. It's a preamble, but I like it. It's good. So it's great to have Terry here. We're going to get uh, kicked off with the squad for Saturday's game in Mandurah, which was announced, like, literally five minutes ago, which is yeah. great news. So my stalling to get the run sheet done <laughs> was worth it. Timbo has gone through the team, and... I'm not terribly confident he's got anything more for us than just the team at this stage. I said, do we have any key outs, Timbo, that you've identified? Well, we don't. Okay. And and obviously, we've got a team that's heading over to Perth. So, <laughs> so, um, so I think the team that they're going to... They're, they're selecting are the team that's going. So, Really? <laughs> Some spectacular this, insight. This is, yeah, this is Walkley award-winning stuff from Timbo over here. Well, I've I'll rattled just, him, I'll, I'll, Your I'll, I'll read him. through... Um, the lineup as it's been published on the line uh, from the back line, and this is a stel- sorry, sorry. Did you just say line. what was that? Was that from a movie? Did <laughs> well, you just say uh, on the line? That whose parents say it? What so was that? Just... Oh, he says it's on the line. It was from a movie. I'm going to search this. Go, it, Tim. It might be, but I think I think it's a well used phrase. Uh, so back line: Newman, Jones, Plowman. No, no issues there. That seems relatively mm-hmm. first choice. Half yeah. back line: Doherty, Wheatering, Simpson. Um, the fact that Simo's still there, part of it, I think, is good. Um, Center line: Nunes, Walsh, Eddie Kerno. I don't know if Mandra is a big ground, but if that line, there's plenty of run yeah. in that line. So you'd sort of think it might be like an old Subiaco on plenty of space. Half forward line: We get our first look at Jack Martin, Casbolt, Jack Silvani. And a full forward line of Gibbons, Tom DeConning, which is probably one of the interesting, uh, yeah, very interesting. nominations. And uh, our boy Darcy Lang is in the pocket, so uh, he'll get a chance to be able to express himself in Mandurah. Uh, Rux, <laughs> Matty Cruiser has been named. You've lost it, Tim. <laughs> well, yeah, I hold my breath with Darcy Lang every time he gets it, so uh, we good luck to the kid. Uh, Matty Cruz's name, so hopefully he does play. I think, as you're sort of saying, you know, are there any omissions and all that sort of stuff? Obviously, events of the last week and a half um, may decide whether Matty plays or not, but hopefully he's good to go. Was, and... um, sorry, I was well, not really paying attention. I was trying to hunt down that, that movie quote, and it came up with a Lance Bass movie. That's incorrect. Um, Marchbank? Uh, not in, not in. So uh, our ruck line was Cruiser, Setterfield, Ruck Rover, and Fisher Roving. And obviously, you know, Setterfield's ruck roving because Cripp is playing in the bushfire match. And equally, Darcy Lang's probably got his gig because... Well, for a minute, a Eddie terrifying Betts. like hot flash. I thought you were going to say Darcy Lang's been called up for the bushfire match. <laughs> no. <laughs> no disrespect um, to Darcy. That would have been the most left field appointment. I found it, Fabian. And this is fitting. This is so fitting. It's so fitting, the movie this is from. And it's spoken by the great man, Vince Vaughan. From the intern uh, internship. Uh, Yes. You know, when they're working at the Google, Google and they don't know what they're doing and they keep saying, instead of saying it's online, it's on the line. It's on the line. So the big fubber ganoush. I don't get it. <laughs> you can try to make it not happen. Tim gets it. It's not going to happen. All right. My, okay. Can we go interchange from? Please. Our boy Tommy Williamson. Mm-hmm. My boy Dave Cunningham. <laughs> Paddy Dow. We're not sponsoring any of these boys. Uh, just my favourites. Um, Matty Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Cam Paulson's got a gig again. Be interesting to see if they run him through the back line again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fabian's boy, Sam Philp. Otherwise known as Flip. Flip. Uh, Mark Pitnett. 
And uh, the interesting selection, um, and we touched on it last week, was Callum Moore. So one of our four guys that had been training with us. So Sturgis not there. Yeah, Sturgis was probably the one that we we took away as yeah. maybe being the guy who's who's likely to be the guy that we're going to invest in, but you never quite know what the thinking is. So Callum Moore making the trip across to Mandurah probably says it's you know his advantage. So look forward to still no summer, still no summer. Still they, no they summer. said he was a bit sore, and so, as we said, no March Bank, no Harry, obviously. Yep, Stocker, uh, O'Brien, Stocker, O'Brien, Liam Jones, Dow. No, Jones is full back. on the bench. Jones is there, sorry. You plowman's there, yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> At least one of us is paying attention, Terry. I've logged out. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was going to go, Dow. That was like you two idiots last week. Mackay, yeah, Harry. <laughs> it's because you nicknamed everybody. Let's call them by their surnames. So now Samo's the warrior here, obviously. He hasn't played a game yet. Well, they said quad, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, he hasn't some... trained since that uh, pre-Christmas session. He did, oh, that, wow. that was the first session he missed, and it was just a bit random, but he hasn't done anything. That's a while, of, isn't it? It's yeah, I mean... In terms of match sim, full training, yeah, it's... Yeah. That sounds more serious than and my He's had injury. a couple of pre-season soft tissue injuries like that where he's missed blocks of, of games. And I think he debuted uh, against Richmond on a very, very um, brief run-up to that game, um, at which says a lot about Samo's um, talent and ability that they're prepared to back him in, but he was certainly underdone when he played then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, a little bit of a concern that it just What's might up? be a load issue with Samo. What's up with Harry McCready? He's not in either. Yeah, no, I haven't heard a lot. So I saw him oh. in a training video the other day and was alerted to his existence for the first time in about 18 months. And I know, given that Jacob didn't play a lot of minutes last Thursday, he's obviously needs the run, but would like to see Hugh Goddard just... Play with the rest of the team. So sorry, once again, I tuned out. I was trying to find that movie quote. Is Weedering in? Weedering yeah. is named at centre half back. That's good because there was a worry about him because he got hurt. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Last week. Will he play? That's a. Mm. I suppose you're not playing we, funny buggers. On the bench. You're not playing funny buggers in a marsh game, but it's. Oh, yeah, it's a weird. How many one on there. the bench? Eight. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it's a big squad. He needs. So. He obviously needs minutes. If he's right to go, then that's why yeah. they've taken him. But I just think Hugh Goddard. He never really had that opportunity. Obviously, he got knocked out early mm. against Sydney. And he worked harder than... Is he too far back in the pecking order, oh, though? Yeah, potentially. If they're all fit, it's but just... You think, you but think sometimes you need to see how you go with you know, a full complement of good players around you. Mm-hmm. That's tough, too, because with Marchbank not there, you'd sort of think, well, why wouldn't you give Goddard a go? Particularly if he's fit. There was some good footage um, during the week of... Harry actually running around and competing, mm-hmm. yep. which is encouraging. You're probably the most um, regular training watcher amongst us, Terry. Who sort of stood out for you, particularly of late, as we get closer to the football proper? After Christmas, mm. uh, well, let me say, let me start with before Christmas. Samo was flying. Yep. And then it's just, and the club haven't really given us anything about it officially. But anyway, uh, Lockie O'Brien, I think, he's just running better. He's getting to that spot where he needs to be at the right time better. Um, his ball use is always excellent. Yeah, yeah. It, it just there's an air of confidence about if you, him. Yeah, if, he, if his confidence is up, yeah, he's going to start taking the piss. Yeah, he's the, that type of player that he can make people look silly. He's just mm. silk. We need yeah, him to be an AFL athleticism. We so. need him to be that guy. And I hate it when people compare like he's the next player X, mm. but that Isaac Smith type who Smith does not look for the pass. No. If he's sixty from goal, Hit he'll it. he'll take the yards mm. and they go like, have a shot, have a go. And that's what we kind of need him to become, that confident ball carrier, but willing to 
actually take the shot. Tommy Williamson does that a little bit. Did it last week, obviously, from a set shot. But um, obviously, we haven't seen too much. Obviously, Charlie's not out there. Uh, Harry sounds like he's been really limited until very recently. Yeah. <laughs> it's. But he's in full contact training, though. Harry. Is he, though? Yeah, I saw some highlights on the website. What about the worry today? about him kicking for goal without a ball? That concern anyone else? It's just you, when, you, wait, when you're playing you, key forward. Are you confident he's playing round one? No. no. Yeah. I, no. I don't know. I, do you find the messaging from the club a little interesting? Like, We've been on this. You, We've been on this. Just give it to us. Don't, yeah. You know. No, totally. I think there's a degree of the club would rather, the club would rather give vague news that's positive rather than just give us a, got some bad news for you. He's, he's going to miss round one. Yeah, okay. Mm. That I feels think, like their MO a bit. Those of us in, not, we're not in the know, but those of us who pay enough attention have realised that Harry's a ways back and is probably not going to play round one. But the media have got a hold of the story this week that or Harry's up against or he's in a race to make round one. I think we've all conceded he's not playing round one. Totally agree. But the media want to have this, oh, you know. If you go to training, you just have to look at him. Yeah. He's not getting out of field. I, I didn't know that there's highlights of him in it was, it was literally yeah. it was literally one clip of him floating across and taking a mark okay yeah. like that's it all I've seen him do was a jog at like first gear at best oh no you know so, so that's all I've seen him do McGovern to <laughs> me is the worry say, yeah, yeah. McGovern's the worry because I was always confident if we didn't have Harry and Charlie to start with Mitch and Levi especially Levi is just he just carried that confidence but Mitch and Levi is a good combo Tom DeConning at Full forward, and we saw we've seen it a couple of times in training, and we saw it on Thursday. He's lost around the ground rucking. The king's all right, but the king looks lost. Yeah, you know, you just I don't know if it's system. He doesn't really play from the front. It reminds me of remember when Liam Jones. He reminds me of a young Fabaganoush. Do you remember Liam Jones at the Dogs when he used to? <laughs> Liam Jones used to kind of mark the ball on the side. He used to, he used mark to twist his body so he, he'd he, avoid. He used to mark Contact. three feet behind his head. So, yeah, it worries me if three of them are out. If we got, if Mitch, when was the last time you saw Mitch? Well, he's he's always on the, he's always been on the side. <laughs> Shit, always been in the rehab group doing the laps. But at least he's doing laps with some sort of intensity. Okay, he, for, for me, from what I've seen, he's clearly ahead of the other two. Like Charlie's just yeah, Charlie's cool. Char- let's just not you know. Let's just leave that there. But. Mitch, for me, has always been running, albeit, you know, at the end of the day, you want everyone who matches him. That's really when you, you know that they're fit and roaring. But mm. um, again, messaging, oh, we're just we're just bracing it. And I thought, okay, maybe Christmas period, mm. just settle him down, give him a good six-week block before round one or whatever it is. But yeah. Well, really... We obviously made this a Carlton podcast, mm-hmm. but we've seen it with Manchester United at the moment. Paul Pogba's had an ankle sprain yeah. for mm. five months. Yeah. And you go, well, it's clearly... He came like... back and played... One half of football. It's clearly not what you said it was. Yeah. Like, you go, we're not dumb. And the thing is, I'm big on that. With we, We've been big on it with, with Charlie. Yeah. Charlie did his knee once. He did it the first time. And that's it. He didn't slip going up some stairs or whatever it was. Mm. Makes him sound like Mr. Magoo. Like, you see, you go, why dick us around? Totally with you. And Harry's a bit like that. Because dicking us around doesn't get him in the side. No. It doesn't change the... What what the the story is? We'll move on quickly and same. find something to be positive about. You know, just give it to just us. Just report the news and go. Yeah, and then everyone moves on. Everyone goes. It's a matter of record. He's going to miss whatever the timeline is. This like even the worry with Charlie is they kind of initially committed to a second half of the year timeline, and then very quickly that kind of went maybe second half of the year. Mm. And you're going, oh, well, that's not good. Mm. But 
yeah, the, the big thing with, with Harry is that his groin was clearly stuffed halfway through last year. So why he's still struggling with a groin problem is kind of eyebrow-raising. And is it, I don't know, is it inexcusable? I'm, I'm leaning towards why has he still got the same groin problem he's had for seven months? Do we just um, not have the money? Are we paying off too much of the debt we couldn't get him into the Epworth? <laughs> for like, some scans. This stuff's not cheap. Like, people don't realise it. Getting a knee reco or whatever they get, it's not... It's expensive. He's on yeah. the waiting list. You said he's, he's waiting for someone. <laughs> he's, he's going, we're going through the public system. Yeah. He's, he's on the, he might have to retire, but then, hey, your, your number's up. Yeah. He'll get someone's groin eventually. Murph's not in this side either, so Murph's not travelling. Oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. He, thought, looked, he looked real good. He looked yeah. fresh, I thought he slick. looked sharp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a stark difference to like this time last year oh, yeah. where he looked oh, really, really He rusty. looked horrible. I'm Especially not sure. early in the in the Essendon game, oh. the preseason Essendon game, that was just. I might have written him off. I think you did. I might have said Murph might be done. Yeah, Watching I, I him. lost him at like round five last year. I, I remember went, saying, like, I think Murph's done. I think I don't think he wants to play anymore. I had a tit for tat on Twitter about place. Murph. It's a good place for that kind of stuff. Uh, with Jay and another bloke um, about Murph, and they were just he was caught, and I just said no. He's not a half forward. He's not a forward pocket. He's not a. He's our best. Not. One off. He's our best midfielder. He's not playing in the midfield. That's Murph's problem. Play him on the ball. And all the responses I kept getting back was, it's cooked. It's finished. Well, next minute. It's like Ed. Ed's going to be our forward solution. Put them oh both in the middle. God. And take away that Take away that Sydney game where he looked like he was in all Australian forward pocket form. He couldn't have missed. It was Harlan Globetrotter stuff. He was like hard up against boundary yeah. lines and he was, he was kicking it over the goal umpire's head. <laughs> Dwayne Russell gave him the, no way, Ed! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no way! Dwayne. That's crazy good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was a crazy day. That was a nutty day. And Ed, like, planted seeds in people's, maybe he is a viable forward option. No, he's not. And remember when, like, we'd kick it long, there'd be a kernel at centre-half forward. It'd be the wrong kernel. Mm. Charlie's oh. God knows where. And Ed's standing on his own one out. You're going... What are we trying to achieve here? Yeah. Luckily, we hopefully don't have to deal with that. But so obviously Saturday night, seven ten our time um, over in the west. So we'll wait and see obviously how the squad goes there. Fingers crossed, no injuries. And we basically just want to see those young guys who have got an opportunity to you know build on what they did last week, impress, get some match continuity, get some fitness, and then on to obviously Brisbane the week after, which what is you, the dress rehearsal. What do we make of the fact that he's fit and Liam Stocker's not travelling? Weird. He played in the in the what I call the B squad last week. He played very limited minutes. Too, and played deep, and even then he wasn't on the ball. He was no. deep. What was he was playing at full forward effectively. He was our last man. We we're saying you know keeping that defence line mm. honest. So he didn't get a lot of minutes playing with the B squad. Hasn't travelled to Western Australia and he's fit. I don't know if his attitudes totally there. Oh oh. But you can't fit them all in. But I don't know that. No, yeah. I was just saying it could no, be you, an attitude you, you, thing. You're speculating. Yeah. You slapped your um, chats down with that one. Have you got any insight for us on that, Terry? Oh, from what I've seen of him during match sim, he's great. He's combative. Uh, he's almost too combative for his own good. But it was a shock to me to see mm. the way he was played last week. And it was weird. Today, he hasn't been named. Well, look, again, like as long as they've got you know one and a half, two games into them. But what I took away from the practice match against Collingwood was, oh, okay, well, he needs to now sort of go lower in that pecking order if, mm. but that's maybe what, what they think of him if that he was, wasn't playing in that first group maybe it's a message they're sending him yeah. to say mm. this is where you're at yeah 
That was probably the, the disap- when you take stock of. I was really looking forward to seeing Jack Martin. Yep. And obviously he wasn't right, so no no risk, which was fine. Yeah. Once you get there and realise you're trying to, you know, you're looking for him, he's not there. But that after that, it was probably that we didn't get a great exposure to Stocker. Yeah. Just to see where he is, and as you yeah. said, you make a good point. We don't not sure if it's, is it a fitness thing, is it an attitude thing, is it just a pecking order thing? Yeah. I mean. I'd back in his attitude. They're good based problems. On what I've seen. They're good problems to have yep. when you sit there and you go, well, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever ahead of him. You're yep. going, okay, well, that's that's not the end of the world. But now we obviously need to see him. Do the Northern Blues? They'd that's be, exactly the Northern Blues would be coming up on a practice match. Anything? Mm-hmm. Because if he can get, we're in playing Essendon this week or something like that. The Northern Blues we're playing Essendon in a practice well, match. Okay, yeah, pretty sure. Well, you'd be, you'd be, if he's not in that. Should have checked that before I just ran with it. But. <laughs> well, if he's not in that squad, he's obviously injured. And if he is, you're sitting there going, we almost want to see you play 100% midfield minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And basically, the story out of um, Essendon's game with Casey last week, weird that basically the Bombers' firsts were playing Casey. That was odd. But Andy McGrath exclusively played midfield, and you go, well, you did what we needed you to do against an inferior so-called opposition, Stocky would sit there and go, we kind of need you to be in our best couple. Throw down the gauntlet. That'd be a good marker for us to leave that with. Have you got that information for us, Fabian? I'll get it. Is that what you're looking for? Yes. Excellent. Um, Obviously, well... Well, I'm not looking up movie quotes and trying to figure out... Whatever you were doing at the what start TikTok of the episode. What TikTok is? <laughs> it was so fitting. By the, the end one... of this episode, I'll have a TikTok account and I'll be dancing away. <laughs> we'll make our first Renegade video. Oh, oh no. the, the one quick thing, oh, no. um, my you, you look at the side and you're going, geez, we're a bit skinny forward um, where we're going to have Casbolt, DeConning and Silvani as our size. But um, I do recall them saying that Frio had had... Um, a lot of injuries. Oh, they're walking wounded and, down there. And especially in their back line. So Alex Pierce, Alex Pierce Hamling. Out. Hamling's out. So at the moment, I think I, I had it up on the screen, it's now gone, but it was Brennan Cox, um, Griffin Logue at centre-half back. I think they've called another, uh, Anthony Grover back. They're playing Brennan Cox as a defender. Uh, he's full back. Wow. So full back, Griffin Logue, centre-half back, and there's another big guy that's in the back pocket whose name escapes me at the moment. So you sit there and you're going, they're not bad matchups. That's a good opportunity. And then similarly, uh, with Jesse Hogan not playing, um, Taberners at Sennar forward. They've got Rory Lobb named at full forward with Sean Darcy in the ruck. I didn't know that Darcy was quite up and going yet. Um, and they've got Cam McCarthy in the forward pocket, and he had that game. He only plays well against us. He, he loves playing against us, and he is as good a set shot for goal as anyone you'll ever see. Against us. And he just can't, but he doesn't get involved <laughs> in the game otherwise. He only needs six kicks, and he'll What about the you. one against us where he was passing it to Fife on the lead, and it went over his head and, and just bounced through? through. Not a lot went well for us that day. No, we so. won. We won the game. Oh, did we win that yeah, one? Yeah, you were there. You were there, Tim. <laughs> With the blankets on. I thought I thought you meant the one. <laughs> the orange blanket. Was that wasn't on us, that was the level below. I thought you meant the one where we got slaughtered at uh, Marvel Stadium the oh, year before. Down seventy and a half. That nine. was the real bad one. That was when Emily Angwin was trying to the masses were banging for blood and she was she was holding the tide back. <laughs> but she was like, Okay, oh, Seriously. Give her a round of applause. I I feel like, sorry no, for Emily. Oh, Pete Laser. What did Pete Laser what game was it? Gold Coast. Where Pete Laser was talking, then the bongo cam came on. I don't know what infuriated me more: the quarter of football I'd just seen, it was or the fact that we'll go bongo cam. That Three bongo months. cam should have come on to me, and I would have just given it the double barrel. 
read straight the room. down there. If read was, the room. I would read the room and go with dog shit. You said we should substitute the bongo cam for a moment of silent reflection. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You got a running sheet. You can you can remove yourself from it a little no, bit and sort of say that, this is now is not the time. That Frio one, I felt I felt bad for Emily, but the the lights and the camera went on her, and she was like, "How do I dress up this dog turd?" Mm. Had we kicked a goal? It might have been one, if any. That hearts if off. any. They did that against North this year. Oh, you know, who's your favourite player? Don't ask me who my favourite player is. Don't ask me who my kids who their favourite player like is. Nick in, off. We'd be like that Man United kid. You're none of them. They're rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> Just honestly. Was he about six-year-old, was he? Yeah, well, eight, eight, seven or eight. He was at yeah. this like, kids clinic, this Man United fan, young guy, and they said, oh, who's your favourite team? He goes, yeah, Man United. He goes, oh, who's your favourite player? He goes, none of them. Cool. <laughs> it's 6.30 tomorrow night, Icon Park against the, the Bombers. Really? Yes. 6.30 tomorrow night? When we've got a 7.10 game. What fucking idiot decided to do that? I'm tempted. <laughs> I don't know why. Who's playing? You got what the team? Talking? We've got a second, seventeen game. The bushfire you say it's game tomorrow, Friday, or it's Saturday? tomorrow's Friday. We're playing oh, Saturday. Oh, sorry, I thought you said it was Saturday. I thought you were talking about the bushfire I game said tomorrow. Yeah. Well, there's that too. Uh, yeah. Do we do we know who's playing for the Northern Blues? Do we have a squad? Uh, no. Okay. Thanks for nothing. We tried. <laughs> So we wait and see for that. That's good. Uh, we'll move on now. The other big news out of the week for us, um, we had our AGM. I think it was held downstairs, you know, in an, in an abandoned warehouse. <laughs> you had to knock three times and say the magic word to get in. Um, the crow flies at night. <laughs> yeah, you had to come up with some <laughs> nondescript uh, letter. They had that, obviously, I don't know where it was, to be honest. The, the club? No idea. I got an email about it and I kind of disregarded it. I thought it. it was a club. And then I found out it was on the week, on Tuesday? Monday. Monday. Um, so the big things to come out of that, clearly, uh, football director Chris Judd re-elected. Recruitment executive David Campbell, I think he's of Ergon Zender fame. Yes, that's correct. That's who we go to to uh, appoint coaches. Should stop giving them checks. Uh, David Campbell and Chris uh, Townsend was you see? were re-elected. Yep. Hopefully he's uh, representing better than Marcus Clark. Hopefully he's representing us at the tribunal <laughs> these days. Marcus Clark represented us for twenty five years. Never for, won a case. Never won a case. Not one. Never got it. Never got it downgraded. Never, never successfully argued anything. Thank God his fees were donated. Oh God! <laughs> I remember thinking. I don't know. I can't remember who the player was. Judd was a really high profile one, obviously with the chicken wing. Yeah. And I remember thinking. Reading something that uh, Marcus Clark QC, I went, oh, we're fucked. <laughs> Walks in with four weeks, leaves with six. Just frivolous, <laughs> I think, was the declaration for the tribunal. What I don't understand about Chris Townsend's, he was only put onto the board last year. So why was he up for re-election? Because I think he inherited someone's term. Okay. Like that could be completely wrong, but that would make sense to me that he inherited someone left the board. Yep. He inherited their term, okay. and therefore. Yep. Up for a re-election. Well, Percentage-wise, they all got through very easily. And this is this is the question. So obviously, we had uh, Softball Australia chairman John Hollingsworth and just a rank-and-file member Steve Khatib try to crash the party. Corporate services manager. Corporate services. I don't know what that means. No. Um, but he, they tried to crash the party, and there's been. And I, I understand the angst because I'm not sure people in the room quite um, across the whole independent nominations committee thing. Yep. It is a bad look. Mm-hmm. What it is and what he it represents. He got through it though. He, he got no, through it. No, he didn't. It. He wasn't. Steve. No, but he wasn't endorsed by the Independent Nominations Committee, which is a huge part of on the ballot. A I think huge part of, of them your, were. Yeah, of massive two. part of your candidacy is: Are you approved by the Independent Nominations Committee? And where it's a bad look for me is Mark Lajudice is on that. Yeah, he, you can't be on it, mate. Yeah, you can't be a board member and be you can't on be the, the president. Yeah, and on the committee that's vetting potential board nominations. It just needs to be. It needs to be independent, the as the name suggests. An, an, an overarching. It should be called the biased nomination committee. Just committee. To, yeah, 
chaired by someone like the great man. Me. Faber Ganoush. <laughs> Sticks. Like someone just <laughs> who's, you know, like full independence. Idea. What about Sticks and Faber Ganoush? Oh, Jesus. Match made in heaven. You two would meet, like, to go over the, the candidates and you'd just be talking shit for whatever and then go, oh, what do you reckon, Sticks? I'd bring old photos of me and Sticks. You remember this? You'd go, no. This is the, this is the night I sat on Mil- Milhanna's car. <laughs> and we're told, asked politely. Politely. Very politely. Firm, firm but politely, yes. He had every right to tell you to get the Your fuck six off my kids car. on his bonnet. <laughs> old Millen. I got uh, an email from Mill this week. Really? I did. Out of the blue or no context? Just work, work. Just a bit of a work opportunity. How's he going? Well, down the fits, isn't he? No, no, he sold the fits. Did he? Yeah, he sold it. Works for Harvey Norman. Congratulations. Tim gets a request. I'm telling this story if I'm out of line, bad luck. What is with this? We've sat on great stories that come from Fab, and he's, you know, no, we're not telling that. No, no. Tim no. got an invite to go golfing with Mill last year. Sends me a test gun. Mill's invited me to go golfing. I said, sweet, because can't make it. You move heaven and earth to go golfing with Mill. I agree. And I why didn't you go? I couldn't. I can't remember why. Must have been important then. But they've he works for Harvey Norman Commercial mm-hmm. and does a terrific job with them too. And um, <laughs> how would you know? It's the Mill Hannah Appreciation <laughs> Hour. I've had, I've had the discussion about <laughs> the Printercast endorses Mill Hannah, <laughs> Mill Hannah for Harvey Norman Executive. <laughs> how would you know Mill? Like no disrespect, we love Mill. Fantastic, one of the greatest bald players of all time. But how do you know he's doing great stuff at Harvey Norman? Because he's working with us. The client of Tim's. What? You no, like- he's a supplier for Fraser's with some of our. Oh, well, he's, he's he's yeah yeah. So there's a there's a, a link. There's a rela- business relationship. Is, is he moving those appliances in himself, or is he delegating that? It's his team. Yes. Okay. I remain skeptical, but as to Mill's work, but I've no reason to you know. Mill was a babysitter early days, and he babysat a few of our family friends. Really? What, hmm. When he was a footballer? Early, early days, yeah. Did early he have hair at this stage? He probably did. The tufts. The tufts. He was holding on. Great man. He went through that early 90s. He was just fucking electric. He was great. He was they played him on Gary Ablett a few times. Yeah, I remember really? that era. When Gary had the ability to, to push up more. When Gary, by the mid-90s, Gary was... Cooked physically, he still kick 150 goals a year. But his elbows were sore from hitting people. <laughs> but when he, when Gary would play the buddy role and you know play a true centre half for move up the ground, Mill went on him and Mill just you needed the speed. And Mill and just the clamped power. him. Yeah. He always seemed to play deep as well. Like I remember him playing on Modra a couple. Like if Sauce wasn't there as well, yeah. he was sort of like the the Sauce avatar. Yeah, Mill. Sauce is out. I've got bad news for you. But gee, Sauce used to battle again, we're play- against we're, Modra. We're playing at football park. You're on, Mil, God- you're on Godra. Mill tackled five-striper Ronnie McEwen in the 92 centenary match. Like, his arms couldn't wrap around Ronnie. That's how big Ronnie was. Yeah, it was like tackling one of those bollards it out the front of the It was one of the greatest stadium. tackles you'll ever see. Right on the quarter-time siren. Was it rewarded? Yes. Good. It was rewarded, but the siren went. That's one of Fab's favourite like go-to games is the 92 centenary. It was grade five. It was great. Tez was one. Yeah, we <laughs> barely. Had that. We Darren, Darren Tarkson <laughs> took what, two or three running bounces down the wing and, what about it, and the kicked goal? it out of bounds on the full. What about the goal? Sticks roosted from about 60. I keep telling everyone. Of a couple of steps. Get that game and watch it for a five-minute period where Sticks and Dacos go head-to-head, just goal yep. for goal. Dacos kicks a goal Doesn't from the boundary. Talk? He marks it. And just wheels around, like on the corner where the 50 meets the boundary and just dobs it, drills this, it. This too was when like, Friday night footy was a 
big. It's, it is today, was but like night. Footy. It was a Thursday night. But like yeah. night footy was this massive. Like it was reserved for very special occasions, and people. This is how silly it was. People were like, "I don't know if this night footy thing is going to work." You're kidding. That's it. And people were like, I don't know. I don't think it's going to work. Like Friday night footy. Oh, I don't think that's so. what they do. That's they do it on occasion. They do I don't a think, night game. I don't, know, I don't know if night. I don't know if night footy is going to work. Wow. And we went, oh. And but it was like anything today. Like if you and I were to propose, you know, whatever it might be to change something about the game, everyone would be like, the big one for me is the night grand final. Just move it to night. It's going to be better. More people are going to watch it. But this is like, no, we can't do that ever. This is the same conversation when people are like, should we play Friday night? Or play night games? Keeps... Should we play night games? Night games? And they're like, no. But the compromise always Football's seems to be... Football's a day game. It's going to be a, a twilight. Because we didn't have lights. <laughs> when it does move, they're going to make it a twilight game. But why isn't it just a traditional... To start at six o'clock. No, it's 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 all about just conditioning people. It's You don't make the immediate step to a night grand final. You do twilight first. You start it in the day. People adjust. You start it in the day and then people eventually you end up in you know, a night But this game. is this notion that like... If I just came out, if I was Gil McLaughlin, I would dead set come out tomorrow and go, the 2020 grand final, first bounce, be at 6.30. Well, I'll make Done. a prediction. Patrick Cripps will raise a Premiership Cup in a night grand final yes. in his career well, for Carl. I've been a big one. The only reason, we're getting off topic a little bit here, but the only reason that we, don't, like that we don't have a night grand final is because the current rights deal doesn't have a primetime grand final priced. You're probably right. That's it. That's the only reason. They've sold a rights package with a daytime grand final and Channel 7 would be sitting there going, they would love a nighttime grand final. But the AFL would be going, we'd have to, you basically have, we would want money now. We would want extra cash to move it. So if we price it in, then... And, yeah. and all the AFL has That's to up. do is blame Soon the broadcaster. Yep. And I was, go, well, they paid for it. They wanted it. Yeah. We were happy to trial it. There was actually some worrying... Um, once again, well out of Carlton's realm. But uh, today, there was a um, Jared Whateley was talking to the head of Seven Sport, whose name, I was going to say it's Lewis Taylor, but it's not, because he plays for Sydney now. Rui. Rui Taylor. Rui Taylor. Um, it's Lewis something. <laughs> but he was basically told the story that Army Bain of the Bulldogs met with Channel 7 executives, broadcast executives, and basically promised that we're going to play attacking, good-to-watch football, and you're going to want us on prime time, because obviously that's worth money to them commercially. He pitched to them, and it was, oh, it was a compelling... Smart. Whatever. And I was part of me was sitting there going, on the Bulldogs' part, very, very good. Saints? Um, no, Bulldogs. The Bulldogs, Bulldogs now. Yeah, but yeah. part of me was like, that's a bit weird that the broadcast would even entertain this. It's mm. a bit odd. Yeah. Just shows how much sway they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the other thing to come out of the board, uh, the AGM, I should say, big talk around the home game split, currently 6-5 in Marvel's uh, way. Most Carlton fans, I don't know about you, Terry, we're pretty much on the MCG bandwagon. Yeah, of course. I'd, I'd like, I think a realistic split would be 8-3 long term. Yeah. If we can go to 6-5 the other way, great. I think it's, we talk about the night grand final baby steps. I think that a split from Etihad or Marvel back to the MCG will be incremental. Mm-hmm. But I think an 8-3 eventual split is what's going to suit everyone best. I'm not a big one for this nonsense that we don't play Marvel well. It's a ground and we have to play it well. Yeah, I think we've changed we, that we, anyway. We, we were no just, excuses. But we were just we were poor bad. side. We were a bad team. Yeah, yeah, but I'd like to see our stats at every other ground. Yeah, awful. <laughs> it's yeah. right. It's like we, we weren't just we bad were at Marvel, bad everywhere. We played at Parade Over 1. Awful. Yeah. Icon Park, awful. When's the current deal expiring? Do we know that? Is it a couple of years? I think it's a little while. Because I think they re-signed it's a five-year it. term. They re-signed it like a little while ago. Well, yeah. it coincided when, and with, when like, the CBA went up. Yeah, okay. 
which I reckon is easily two years ago. I reckon we've got at least. Longer. I reckon we've got at least two to go after this. With the I change in right ownership of the stadium, it may be a better deal. A better deal. Well, what Kane Little spoke about, he's honestly a surprised me, but he spoke about what uh, moving to more games that the MCG does for protecting the value of reserve seats. Yep. Obviously, if you move to a bigger stadium, scarcity is no longer a problem. So the value of what you can sell reserve seats for, well, you'd be compromised. So if the club can get to 75,000, 80,000 members and retain you know, priority at Marvel, then those reserve seats can be price protected and makes the club a lot more money. As somebody paying the club a pretty penny for his reserve seats, that annoys me. And I hope that we go to an 11-0 split at the MCG if that's going to see the price of the membership go down. But it was honesty, and I actually I appreciated it, but I was surprised he went with it. Yeah. We'll hit 80. Easy. We haven't even made the finals. We're at... This like, year? You think yeah. we'll make 80 this no, year? No, not this year. But we'll, we, We're 61. As soon as we make finals, we're, we're at 80k the next year. I yep. think we'll get... I think we'll. When we beat Richmond in round one and Jack Martin gets three Brownlow votes, <sighs> we'll be at 75. Tim, I keep telling you this. They're not going to give in the three votes on the Thursday night. They're not going to come out How after are they the give game. Three? I'm Didn't just... Tim have someone I, scoring... I've been Dave running Cunningham. with this prediction yeah, you, for a little you really while. You already had those yeah. votes assigned to Dave Cunningham yeah. for three weeks. Yeah, Dave Cunningham polling 66. You had him scoring 66. <laughs> <laughs> and then he retracted it to 20 possessions and four tackles a game. Yeah. yeah. More realistic. But um, I think we're 61 at the moment. I think they'll manage... The, I heard 63. They'll manage the number to 70 this year comfortably. It'll be before round one they'll have 70. People nah, sign up. Nah, it's two weeks away, mate. I think they'll be 65 at round Three. one. And then we'll massage the number out to 70. And people, like, having worked we'll at the, get having worked we'll at get the club, like... Yeah. Everyone gets so wrapped up in membership numbers. Basically, every milestone is contrived. What do you mean? So if we so if we want to be, what was the number before? We'd never been at a certain number before Christmas. Sixty. We'd never been whatever the number is by mm. Christmas Day. We'd never been at X members. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we were seven thousand in front or something well, like that. No, we were at that number like three weeks earlier. It's not like we sold the number to sold the membership to breach that number. Yeah. The day of. Yeah. So they sit there and go, we want to be 65,000 members at round one. We'll have 67,000 members at round one, but they just won't update the count and they'll tick it over. Hmm. Just get there. What was the thing that Little did at Richmond? What, what Do we know what the tactic was? Because he, he obviously was doing something with memberships that was... He did the... He's done that already. doing a lot of three-game memberships and yeah, all that sort of stuff he, and they still counted, but he really pushed membership hard and really increased their numbers and their um, their... Uh, income as a result. The seats, reserve seats. We didn't seats do the free thing. upgrade. It was amazing. But it, he, they did it in a way where whatever they were doing, it counted into the tally, and they yeah. they, they they jumped quickly. See, reserve seats. I think Little's focus is is where it needs to be, because that's where you make your money. Yeah, is the the high yield memberships, and what you need to do is you need to create. We spoke about it. It's scarcity, but you need to create a sense of. Um, Stephen Trigg, when I was there, called it you know this beachfront property. What are the best seats? We want to price them as such. We want to offer almost quasi hospitality sort of stuff, which is not I'm not interested in it at all. Mm-hmm. But what you want to do is you want to make sure that those high yield memberships are as occupied as possible. Mm-hmm. You want there to be waiting lists. You want there to be a sense of how do I get into that section? Yep. And how you do that obviously is as the club gets better, people want to become members. What Richmond had was a little bit like us, was that grand final access and the like. So yep. you get people going, well, how do I get that? What have, I got to, what have I got to buy to get a grand final ticket? Club 17. Club 17. What a scam that was. Unbelievable. Sold a few of them. 
This is, this is in an era where we're so far away from 17. We didn't even play in the third week of a final series. But um, people got an enamel pin. No, $190, $195. Just a contentious pins, issue, yeah. isn't it? The pins yeah. with well, our football club. Well, do we want to speak club. about that? You'll agree. You've I'm, waged war. We're speaking a lot about Manchester United tonight. But why did you stop buying Manchester United memberships? Because I didn't get the pin. Because I didn't get shit. the pin. <laughs> and the pin. So for Fab and I, like, we're just, you're kind of a member to just be a member to support yeah, the club. And it's a very nominal fee. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise, we don't attend any games. <laughs> no, well, I got it a couple of times because I had to get tickets. Yeah. But you see, and it is good for things like online purchases. Yeah, you do get discounts, you get discount. but it's not worth it. But you'd get an enamel pin yep. with like member year, whatever the season was, yep. your enamel pin. And as soon as they discontinued that, like for people like Fab and I, it's mm. like, well, that's kind of why we're buying this thing. You, you can still this. get it though. No, well, see, with United, they discontinued it. But with oh, Carlton, for United, my, my right. attitude with Carlton is once you introduce a recognition program, you're sort of tied to it. If yeah. it even if it's a pin, it's something hokey, and, and it's, it's a very petty, some people's argument about it. But it's like, you just got to keep going with it. People don't do well with change. No, and, and if all of a sudden you're paying something for something and you got something mm. and then you no longer got it, it's sort of like... And it doesn't feel like they really replaced no, that's the right. recognition so program. So if you give me a scarf instead or something like that, you go, was okay. I don't know if it still Nightmare. is, but it was always the scarf. Nightmare. And it had embroidered on it whatever it was. Nightmare. Hawthorne, this is... Your member, how, how yeah. long? Yeah, so my remember? cousins have got like 40,000 bloody scarves. This is... I This is. I knew, I knew somebody who worked at Hawthorne and they were asked about this member scarf with the bespoke years of membership and they just went, Nightmare. Terrible. Don't ever do it. See, it's funny. Torrin... Said get leprosy before you do this program. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. My, my son, whether it was a scarf or a pin or whatever, he got like, you know, 12-year member. Which was really impressive because he was ten. Excellent. <laughs> and I know you signed him up because he was born in December, and I signed him up December two thousand and seven. Although yeah. his first year would have been so he got a year for free. Yeah, he'd racked up a year before he'd racked up a week. That's like a technicality. That. <laughs> Chestnut checkers. Well, yeah. my my Tyron was born, and within three hours was a Carlton member. Yeah, well, it was good stuff. Thanks to me. It's like not good that. enough. What was the other three hours? What was happening with those? <laughs> On, on hold. We used to have guys come down to the club dead set. We used to have guys come down to the club, their firstborn had literally just popped out. And I was like, why aren't you at the hospital? He's like, I'm going there after this. <laughs> There's blood on their head yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got the scrubs on still. Well, I, like, what's his name? Oh, fuck, we have uh, names on yet. Shit. I signed no, up. I had a guy, I genuinely had a conversation with someone where he wanted to buy the membership. The kid hadn't been born yet. And it was that conversation where I said, well, I get what you're doing, but we need a name. Because everything's need gonna, a date of birth. Well, everything's going to the date of birth, yes and no. But I was like, everything's going to come out membership card, your little certificate, whatever, without a name on it. And he goes, "Can I can I just get it anyway?" I said, "Yeah, well, you can, of course." But it's like all of the stuff is going to have like mm. baby surname. Mm. He's like, and he goes, "Calamari." We're going to call him Callum. <laughs> Shit, Calamari. But it was this guy. He was like, "Oh, you're right. The kid doesn't even have a name yet." <laughs> but my thing, I remember talking at the club. I, I had several good ideas that were ignored um, <laughs> when I worked at the club. But one of the ideas was. We do a scarf. I hate the hat. The hat's shit. Yeah, the hat's crap. I agree. Just buy a Nike hat or a New Era hat. or mm, Especially the fact that they're not good hats. They're not. They're bad hats. Yeah. Like, you see people wearing them and they look like they've got misshapen heads. They're just chunky. They're just, they they end up on the back right. parcel shelf of everyone's car. It doesn't matter if it's four degrees. Your head feels like it's melting. Actually, sorry to cut him. My you brother, know. he's going to Latrobe and he got a 2019 member's Carlton hat as like a little prize in a bag that he got from, from, uh, from orientation. <laughs> <laughs> he brought it back yesterday. I'm like, oh, how cool is this? Like, yeah, it's from 2019. It's a membership hat. I'm like, well. And this is the thing. So you get a lot of waste. Yep. This is actually 
inadvertently a very good segue. You get a lot of waste with membership because you've got to buy, you don't know how many of these scarves you're going to need, you don't know how many of these hats you're going to need. So, and then sending them out, like I'm a postie, I know firsthand, a lot of clubs don't send packs anymore because mm-hmm. it's cost. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you've got to go collect the item, which once again I like because it gets you down to a club or it gets you down to a game day, it, you know, it gets you engaged. My idea was in the first year of this program, you get a scarf, which just says Carlton member, basic, you know, the monogram, the logo, and just member, no year. So everyone in the first year gets this scarf, and then every new member gets the scarf when they sign up as their first year. What we then do is either a pin, which is like 2020 member, or my idea, I said, we need we could, we could do a, like a cool patch yeah. that you sew onto the scarf, and then everyone's scarf's different, and everyone's scarf's got a different feel about it. It's like a, like you know, like the netball skirts, mm-hmm. where the girls would put their their rep on their premierships on like it. Like a Cub Scout. Yes. But I said the eye and the like... I feel like the Buckeyes helmet. Spot on. Yes. And you sit there and go, do so like what you that. do is in your first year, you're going you're gonna to need 50,000 scarves because everyone needs a scarf. But then the next year, you might only need 5,000 scarves. You need however many new members you've got. And it's just the same scarf. So literally in that first year, you could just bulk buy 100,000 of these fuckers and they'd keep you going for years. <laughs> And then if someone if someone fills up their scarf after ten years, you just give them a new give one. A new one. Here you go, and they unpick the patches. Or and I go. And the idea is long term. Chris Judd wins a Brownlow. You do a special patch. I was a member the year he won the Brownlow. We win the Premiership. You do a special patch. I was a member the year we won the Premiership. Blah 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 blah. And then it becomes this expression of my support. How long? Because people love showing this shit off. True. They love sitting there going. They'd love this, oh, sitting next to someone, I've got more badges or mm, oh, they've got like the way fucking yeah. five more than me. But see, I'm a bit minimalist and I think less is more. No, but you don't need to use it. Yeah, no, no, I don't need to use it. But there'll be people that'll love that shit. And I said, the, the feedback I got was, but you got to sew them on. Like, you know, who knows who knows how to sew? And I went, they'll fucking figure it out. Oh, but who knows how to sew? You can get the ones with the heat backing and you can just Whatever. iron them yeah. on. <laughs> it's 2020. I know, I know Pume haven't figured out how to heat press anything on. They haven't figured that out, though. No. But yeah, there was this pushback because people don't know how to sew and I just gave up after that mm. and left the club three years later. <laughs> he held a grudge for three years and then, and then finally... <laughs> and and ironically, and we're on out. the rebound. And, and, on, and on, the way, on the way out, I said, you know that idea I told you three years ago? Well, stick it. Yeah. Uh, Sean left the club and we were slowly climbing back That's up. That's not true. We went through the darkest period we've ever been in when I left yeah, the true. club. We better not have a 2018 repeat. Like, oh no, ever Please, Terry, again. Oh, Terry, Terry, Terry. <laughs> Jesus. Just saying. <laughs> keep, keep the doomsday stuff for your, own, for, for, your, <laughs> for your own platform. Jesus Christ, Terry. It's, it's February 27th, man. <laughs> so we're going to be winning two games. Oh, shit. Um, Obviously, a little bit of chat as well about the ground development. $35 million has been committed by state and federal government. I think the plan is still to turn it into like the women's football hub. I've seen the plans. Which, is it still the Pratt stand? Yep. So they're going to knock that, how the Gardner stand survives inexplicably. Yep. Heritage list. It's the other side of the ground. They need me to just go in and burn that thing to the yeah, ground. Yeah, it's between, it's between oh, you know what, the new facility, about, including please, that... The grassy knoll. Mate, we spoke about sticks getting a statue. If I went down and burnt the gardener stand down in the dead of night, they'd put a statue up of me out the front. You're a dickhead. I reckon that grassy knoll is full of asbestos. That's just my theory for what it's worth. Our mate, what? Under we won't res- mention it because huh? it might be a Under confidential project. Yeah. The mound is constructed not of dirt and earth, but of asbestos. It's, no, Why there's obviously there? fill. There's fill in there. It's, obviously it's fill. Well, it I used, reckon it's full no, of asbestos. Because it used to be the overhang from the Heatley stand, which they just didn't fill to, to plug in the gap between the Pratt stand, and they built it. They built a mound there so cameras couldn't see through it. Yeah, but when they took down the Heatley stand and all the asbestos in it, is what Tim's saying, where did that go? 
It's a landfill? Yeah. Landfill right, right, next, to right next door. Yeah, next door to 10 metres away from them. You're an idiot. It's not cheap to get rid of asbestos. I've seen the plants. They look, is this? Are you coming to the table? Is this like oh, just, deep, deep throat I, style revelations? You know that there's I'm asbestos all, there? No, I don't know anything at all. I just It just seemed odd that there was a random grassy knoll that you wouldn't just dig up to, and take away in the back of a truck. It was to obstruct TV I, cameras. I get you. I get you. I'm actually almost certain that's exactly what it is. I vaguely remember having a chat to Marty Shannon, long-time venue GM. Okay, just, just saying, that. why not build a wall? A little... Sound like Donald like, Trump. Build a wall. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to build a great wall. <laughs> We're going to build a 15-metre wall. But it's such a small section. What What is wrong with a concrete blockwork wall? Well, what's wrong with just a mound of grass, which is then if we need to... We don't need to knock over a concrete wall if we want to build on top of it. We needed a place... We needed a grassy little patch. To, remember, yeah. Remember during Mick's first year, when every time we have a bad result, which was every week, we'd have a Barbie? Yes. You were around for the Barbie. That was your era, the Barbie era. Yeah. That's when that was the one where Chris Yaron walked up to the Barbie and his teammates were giving him shit. Not in a bad way. They were like ribbing him and he was going to get a snag. <laughs> and he goes, all right, I won't have one then. And he walked off. Good standards. Bryce Gibbs uh, went and got himself a snag. A Bryce. Bryce Gibbs. Went and got himself a snag, and I thought, oh, it's a bit greedy there, two for Bryce. No, he came back and gave one to Murph. Got his BFF one. Yeah. That was good My old man see. misses him. He misses we, Bryce. We do miss, all of us miss Bryce. Yeah. Love Bryce. I reckon Bryce is going to have a good year playing off the halfback flank. At I don't Lake. think he will. I saw him play last week. He looks scratchy. Yeah, okay. And I don't know. I don't know what it I is. I just think he played some of his best footy for us across halfback, and I reckon it's, it's either the last-ditch effort to get something meaningful out of him at Adelaide or he's actually going to find his way back. It can't be the end quality. of him. He's too good. Well, he's what, 32? He's 31? 30, he's a year younger than Murph, I'd assume. Mm. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yep. So I think he's 30 turning 31. Yeah, so he's not he's not young, but I don't think he's washed up. Yeah. I, I hope that's... I, no, I don't necessarily disagree. Yeah, we want to see him playing good footy. I want to see him killing it. Yeah. I love that first year he had at Adelaide when he started really, really well. Yep. It was like, great. Yep. Good. Um, and then lastly, we'll have a bit of a chat about the AFLW girls. Had a very important win on the weekend against the Bulldogs. Needed to win. Went to 2-1. and one, uh, in a, uh, I think they're third in, in our conference now. I think the Dockers are 3-0. and oh, Collingwood are 2-1. and one. We're 2-1. and one. Yep. So occupying a final spot, which is very important. But in a must-win game, it was really good to see uh, Taylor Harris play well. Darcy Vessio had her best game of the year. Yep. And she- our girl... Georgia G. Well, she's everyone's oh. girl in fairness. Yeah, no, Georgia G was, was she's something else. But I'm going to say this, and you know, this this podcast loves Georgia G. We do. But they were cheapies. We've got a bit. Dar- the Darcy hasn't had land in her lap. We talk she's about, taken every opportunity. I'm going to say that. We but, talk about easy goals. Yeah. So you need, a, and you need to score easy a goals. A good team but, kicks easy goals. But, um, but Darcy did well. Darcy moved up the ground a lot more, which was great. She took a good defensive intercept mark early on as well so I think getting her on the move and not just staying stagnant in the forward line helped Taylor was good played with you know, good intensity on. well she chased yeah, yeah. yeah. she, looked, of, she yeah. looked like she ran out of gas a little bit because she was doing yeah. the old Josh DeLuca yeah. redlining on so his debut trying, trying to cha- uh, shake that useless tag yeah, but, she um, was operating at 130% efficiency and then just ran out of gas <laughs> <laughs> she had nothing left in the, the tank brick wall. she was like fuck but I'm stuffed what I, what I did notice and the more you see it there are key players in the side who are your setup players, mm-hmm. and Nick Stevens, or Nicola Stevens, is is very much that. Very much, she knows where, what, and how, and she's like Luke Hodge was for Brisbane last year. 
and plays that role of, you know, she makes sure structures, and she's a very good kick, very good kick of the foot. She kicked a great goal from the She did, from to the seal it. Yeah, no, very it. good. The wind was very tricky on the day, but... Um, Sounds like you were out there, Fabian. Were you there? No, I was just watching. Um, but uh, shout out to a non-Carlton player. Oh, wow. Uh, Kristen or Kirsten McLeod, I can't remember. I think it was a Kirsten. She went on this run. She was kind of, the ball never really sat for her, but she kept running away. And then she kind of, out of gas and tried to right foot check side it. And um, yeah, she had a couple of good runs in the game where I thought, geez, that's... You just liked her pluck. You liked yeah. her moxie. So she was unfortunate not to score what would have been probably the goal of the year. And then a couple of moments later, she did snag one that was quite quite handy. She so. plays for the Bulldogs. She plays for the Bulldogs. Okay. Credit where credit's due. I just thought I'd give her a shout out. Well, Fabian yeah, will be guest, guesting on, I liked on, it too. He'll be guesting on a Bulldogs fan podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so obviously this week uh, we've got Adelaide, which is a huge game um, over in Adelaide, which is a big test. So Grand final they, replay. How were they travelling? A little bit of talk. They're a bit sketchy. They had a win on the weekend. I think they're one and two. Yeah, they got beaten by Freo round one. Which is no, I mean, Freo are looking okay. missing, excellent. Yeah. Missing old mate is made a big well, difference outside. Will like they're saying she'll play. What I heard that today. Yeah, yeah. they're saying that Erin Phillips will play on the weekend, mm-hmm. which makes surely me, she ain't the same. It makes me nervous for her. Uh, I'm a little bit because I don't think she would. She wouldn't have obviously has just been doing training and you know stuff, match practice, obviously on the track. There's something about it where I'm just going. Is it a risk? Is it an unnecessary? Look, I hope she doesn't play well, but I hope she doesn't get hurt either. So no, exactly right. You're yeah. going, but you know, we don't want to go to the but worst pace possible. But how old is she? Is she 32? Yeah, I think so. How much more footy has she got left? It in sounds it? to me, it's a little bit last chance saloon. Yeah, what, what's is she what saving it feel, herself? But what it feels like from Adelaide's point of view, Kate is Simpson's if, 37. Yeah, but Kate Simpson hasn't done yeah, knees. Coming off an ACL though. My my concern is that from Adelaide's point of view, at least, if they go one and three, they're probably like, well, we're shot. Yeah. So if we don't win this week, we're done. And there's actually, what's the point of her? We're not. What are we saving her for? Would be Adelaide's True. attitude. So, True. Um, but look, she's obviously a terrific player, probably the best player in the league when fit. Yep. Um, so fingers crossed, she has a successful return, albeit a quiet one from our point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, the girls, if they go three and one, that's a massive step because because our conference is a bit of a logjam. So, just got to keep winning. Pretty much. Absolutely. Uh, are we ready to roll the dice, Fabian, on what could be... This could be great. Well, I don't know what you were doing there with that gesture. That looked... Rolling the dice. It looked like you were doing the jerk-off gesture. <laughs> if you're jerking off like that, there's something wrong with you. You don't do this one when you like people, to, you know? It's like you're in a Premier League game. Yeah, spot on. You're doing the, like, you're a jerk-off. You know? Uh. <laughs> Listeners can really see what's happening. They can happening. see. It's a visual medium. <laughs> 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 um, but we're going to try this, and this could be you know what good. that reminds you of? What was the line he says? This Leslie Chow. I thought you were doing... Oh, gay boys. Um, so long, gay boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's doing. <laughs> yes. Um, he's rolling the dice. <laughs> this this segment, this, this, it could be good. It could be a disaster. Yeah. You know, we're just going to listen through. We're going to see how it goes. So uh, if you want to like play along, so to speak, at home, we're going to queue up the last quarter of a great game or a quarter from a great game from a great win. And, and we're going to start things off with the 2013 elimination final and watch the last quarter yep. um, and just sort of wax over the top of it and muse about our experience. Were you at the game, Terry? I was. Excellent. You two were there. I was there. So that's yeah, a good start. We're in, we're in. Where were you sitting? Uh, I was sitting in N52. Okay. In the, um, just about, just around from the benches. Right. We were in the Jim Stein's room. Jim Stein's room. Oh, wow. In a, in a corporate gig oh, hosted oh, by Richmond hosted supporters. Hosted full of Richmond supporters. <laughs> full of Richmond supporters. Why? Um, they were a um, supplier for our 
uh, construction team. Was Mill there? Phrases. No, no, it was, it was <laughs> Richmond Function. Are you taking notes or what? No. Was David Asprey the, the, the guy who spoke at the function? I, I, maybe. I don't know. It's one of their defenders that was always injured. It wasn't Dylan Grimes. Tim was busy needling Richmond fans ahead of time. The actual the, the Richmond fans that we sat next to after the games were all quite good. You know, congratulations, good luck, blah, blah, blah. They didn't have the, the shock. They were in shock. They hadn't set in yet. You know when you, like, you break your arm. Mm. You're like, no, it's fine. The only thing, it was great, it's good. but we were behind glass. So right. the atmosphere, oh, okay. we were lost. Like, when we yelled, it was just me and Tim yelling. <laughs> but I went outside. I vividly remember, I said to Tim, I have to stand outside for the national anthem. I have to soak this up. And it was just electric. I yeah. Have you have you travelled overseas? Have you been any sporting stuff overseas? Yeah. What's like the biggest... Well, he's the blue abroad. I know, that's why I um, asked. The biggest... <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to an Arsenal game. Excellent. Um, we played Cardiff. We? Oh, Arsenal fans. Yeah. So, so, oh, no. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I've fortunately been a few games that I've seen United play Arsenal at Old Trafford mm-hmm. and um, the Signal Iduna Park, as it was then, in Dortmund, and saw Dortmund, they had a loss. But, um, you know, Real Madrid, the Bernabeu, whatever. Allianz, Bayern Munich, uh, Ajax at the Amsterdam Arena... Get South was, Melbourne and Lakeside, whatever. I was, I was there for um, I was there for the get North, point, Sean, North yeah. London derby at Wembley. Nice, um, just to go along because you could get a ticket. Because you can. What's the point speaking? of this? Well, because what I'm doing is I'm setting some context, Fabian, for those right. of us that have left these shores yeah. and actually experienced, you know, what uh, foreign sporting culture has to offer. I've experienced foreign sporting culture. Yeah, whatever. Um, the atmosphere of the Carlton Richmond final was the best atmosphere I've ever experienced. Hundred percent. And yeah. I've heard people went, say when we sang the song at the end, you, it was like we'd won a premiership. The, and we were behind glass. I'll, I'll give you an example. And we missed out on that moment and I still regret it. I'll give you an example. Still regret it. Not long after um, this game, I went overseas and I happened to be in the Stade de France the night <laughs> France beat the Ukraine 3-0. They had to beat the Ukraine by three goals to qualify for the World Cup. They'd been beaten. Is Thierry Henry goal? No. That was, against, no, that Ireland. was against Ireland. They had to yeah. beat them by three goals. They'd lost in Ukraine 2-0 earlier like the week before. Well, Shevchenko lit it up. I don't know what it was, but I remember thinking, Jesus, could be hairy. I picked up the paper that night and went, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> they this. won 3-0. Yep. 3-0, qualify for the World Cup. Nothing on this game. Nothing on it. And this is a partisan stadium, national team, putting in an unbelievable performance to get an unbelievable result to qualify for the World Cup. Yep. And this was better. Yeah, the something at- about the navy. Blues, the atmosphere so. since you have all dropped. So the atmosphere I went to. Uh, this better be good. I went to Game Six of the NBA Finals in 2010. Yeah, wow. Okay, that's okay. At the Staples Center. No, that's that's yeah. all right. I saw an ice Lakers hockey game in Finland. Finland. That doesn't huge. get better than this. That's huge. You saw an ice hockey game where? In Finland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Packed house. Yeah, wow. It was rocking. <laughs> but, but honestly, I, went, I couldn't follow the puck. It was too far. Yeah, it's a, mm. I, I didn't always know thought where that. It was. That's why they've got the little. Yeah. I the little thought, light on the goal to well, let you know. It's all scored. flying around Cheer. there. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Cheer. 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 Clap, clap now. <laughs> so, Fabian, cue it up. So, mm. for our listeners, uh, if you want to get sorted, if you want to watch along, we might sync this up with the video, but just yep. the last quarter. So, cue it up and we'll press play. Yep. What, are, what, are, you, what are you doing? It's giving you to pause. You can edit this part out. No, we're just going to run it straight through. I'm not even up to it yet. What are you talking about? Well, just, just you know. Oh, we're just getting here. ready. So we're getting ready. We have got Lingy out on the field now. He's... I was sitting in the bay directly to the right of the cheer squad. Okay. The Richmond cheer squad. I oh, should... okay. Yeah, it was amazing. Not at half time though. You want to turn that down just a fraction, Fabian? Can you edit this part out? Because I do need to take a piss. 
and then we can play it. You okay, can, we're going to press pause. We'll You're going to run back. out of room. We'll come on back. That. We'll come back. Hold yeah, on. Yeah. Right. You're going to edit all this shit out. Okay. Okay, so we're back. We're going to queue up the last quarter of this we elimination final. Yes, that's what we're back oh, means. <laughs> um, and at the moment, we've got uh, Richo on screen in the 3AW box. We've got Brian's big buff head at the bottom of shot. So roll it for us, Fab. Give us a tiny bit of audio. Don't give us the full audio. A little bit less. No, you're giving more. Less, 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 less. It's perfect. No, it's not. Less. Go to 20. You went to 22. Why are you so opposition? Because it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not do, that accurate. You do realise when we sync this over the actual game... Andy McGuinness was playing. Oh, I was loved Andy wow. McGuinness. Give us, give us a little bit less, Fab. The day he did less. his ACL against Gold Coast in the first little 20 bit less. seconds mm-hmm. of the You're game. You're going more. A little bit less. For don't, God's sake. Don't make me fly I can't kicking. go much less than that, Sean. All right, the ball's oh, been bounced. We're the there. Been we're there again. I feel like I'm back there. Yeah. I feel like I'm shaking in the seat. There's Andy. never forget. Cochin. Just being named... Uh, he's captain of the Vicks. Yeah, yeah, that's sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's not that's not contrived. Yeah, he wouldn't have been named if it was at this time. No. <laughs> Funny that's Dan Jackson obviously just ushered Ed Kerno out of play. That's just about where Trent decapitated Dylan Shiel. Mm-hmm. Trent is uh, Trent. Ed is one of my clients. He is Ed yeah. Kerno. He's doing some work out in Geelong. Oh, Robbo. Mitch Robinson. Oh, he has. Oh. Oh. So, is this is the only time I've ever seen him run down. Oh, occasionally you get run down. Nah. Oh, Jeff. Oh, this- Jeffrey. Hits the post. Pencil. Oh. Yeah, he did. The the noise at this stage, because, I mean, what, are the, what have we got the score? We're, we're just behind. We'd come from absolutely nowhere. Brett Ledio's got some speed. We'd hit, he's got wheels. We hadn't hit the front. And so in the third, when Scotland... Was it Scotland or Eddie? Eddie kicks the, the last goal. I think we're down by a couple of points. So we actually never hit the front in the third we quarter. We just came from nowhere. We went bang, 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 bang. Five or four in a row. Yeah, just, wow. Oh, the Troy. day he got drafted, Troy. I carried on like a pork chop. Troy. In excitement? Got, yeah, we've oh. got a Manzol. <laughs> this uh, one's knees are I've, good. Uh, yeah. My sister's a Geelong supporter and I text, um, I got me a Menzel. Yeah. <laughs> I still think that Troy could make it. Oh. Sitting here in 2020. I still think Chris Yaron could make a comeback and still be a very good footballer. I haven't seen Chris of late. How's he going? Have you seen any footage of him? I haven't. He's, he's in the clink, isn't sad. he? I suppose they're not, he's not hosting like a video, like a vlog, is he? Wouldn't have thought so. This is when Richmond wore that disgusting like mustard sash. They've gone to a highlighter yellow now. Well, it's yellow. Like this is this is awful. Ricky Petted, Ricky Petted. lovely wow. guy. Ricky Barbie. Ricky Petted, <laughs> mates with a guy who gets a regular shout out on this show. Pierre. <laughs> Don't mention Gozza. Oh, oh really? Right. High school, went to high school together. Ricky Pett is a lovely guy. On the Gold Coast. He was uh, assistant coach at Box Hill when I was Rick, there. Gozza, Ricky Petted, and uh, the blonde guy who went up to play for Richmond as well. Can't remember his name now. Rory, Rory Hilton? That's nah. what I was thinking too. Aaron Edwards. Took one of the best finals marks of all time playing for North against Hawthorne, I think. Did he? Yeah. Big hanger. He played in some reasonable games. Like he, he was at the Eagles, obviously, for a little bit. Yeah, he was yeah. too. And yeah. then I think he was in with the wrong That's crowd. That's a trivia question. He, was with the, he was, fell in with the wrong crowd a bit, I think, at the Eagles, unfortunately. Yeah, and he was the one that got the ass after they had all the issues with the drugs. Mm-hmm. They can't forget. That's, you, the, that's the, the, it's the absolutely classic. Uh, you know, Benny Cousins is out of control. Down. Daniel Kerr is out of control. We'll get rid of Aaron Edwards. Aaron Edwards, you've got to go to set an example. Correct. 
How can you forget this moment? I that that camera angle there, oh. Tim, you saw a shot of... So it's the ball us. up in the square. Robbo, you idiot. I turned to Dad. <laughs> I can remember yeah. this vividly and said, we can't knock it through. Yep. We can't knock oh, it through. I vividly, it vividly remember saying, no one knock it through, no one knock it through. And, and as, you, as he ran up, you knew exactly you knew what, what he was going to do. do. As and, Mitch, and you've gone, and Mitch Robinson doesn't know. He yeah. doesn't know. Classic Mitch Robinson move, though. Best intentions. Just, you know, silly. Big Yvonne. The big mullet. For, first of two. For the he quarter. does kick two in the quarter. I love he does. That, Again, I, one of the best goals. I love that even, I love that even oh, Nick's sitting there Nick's going, looking at it going, what? And what's the rule? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's a, it's a is free that, kick. Is that a thing? He's like... But the response by... Robbo is yep. phenomenal. Yeah, Just and this is why, the, and it was he's gone. Okay, well, I've got to make amends. Yeah, this is why the game's got such a ter- terrific narrative. You see, they go Marich kicks an amazing goal. You know, Hindo runs back with the flight later. Robinson makes amends. Don't spoil it for goodness. It's, sake. A, it's, it's, it's a, a great team. quarter for. I reckon the thirds a better quarter for us. For us, for sure. <laughs> but obviously the uh, the drama. Oh, the subs were still in at this point, right? There, the drama is all encompassing. Mick, of course, skip with skip with his socks up. Didn't work out for Mick, but um, occasionally you still get drawn in with Carlton fans to talking about Mick. And like Mick was a brilliant coach. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out with us because maybe he was just at the end of end of the line. He was an older coach. Mark Murphy's a bit smart for sure. Uh, you know the, the ideas had sort of run dry a little bit. We were struggling clearly in a club very much in transition. But he was an outstanding coach. Oh, and, at, and at this time. I will. I will have this on my epitaph. We were right to sack rats. That is what it'll read. Sean Peterbuck, nineteen eighty-eight to twenty seventy-five. We were right to sack rats. Twenty seventy-five. Yeah, I've given myself eighty-seven years. That should be enough to see us win one. It was a good kick from Gibbs. Absolutely magnificent. Stevie Morris. Morris couldn't kick handle. He couldn't. He couldn't handle Eddie. Not a face. That's what I tell my under twelves. I think that they're just kicking it wherever, aren't they? Fast Eddie bets. Sometimes. Beautiful. Last game I think they stopped doing that. It was too. Last yeah. game in Melbourne for Eddie. Yeah. They were talking about that uh, midweek on the radio, I think. How many goals is he kicking this year? This 35. Year? 35. Oh, this year? Yeah. I'd like yeah, 30. I, I'd be looking at 35. I'd be stoked with 30. 30. I think for me, 30 would be great. Yeah. If we get 30 from him. Well, it's the old question. How many games does he play? If he plays 22 and he kicks 35, you're happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he plays 12 and he kicks 35, <laughs> he's done really well. He's in the All-Australian contention. Yeah, with Dave Cunningham. Dave Cunningham. <laughs> Just for those listening along, the score, Richmond are 88, we are 85. Yep. Well done, Fab. That's a dynamite drop. Big, big centre bounce. Big Matty Cruiser. That's a great bounce. Oh, good hit from Cruiser, actually. But marriage, like that's just, sometimes things just go your way. Yeah. Oh, Ty Vickery. Is he the most maligned player of the 21st century? Possibly. And there's Robbo. Oh, he's just lifting. Retribution number one. Like, yep. Like Intercept mark. Ty Vickery's and greatest... A good, a good play on and release. Ty Vickery's greatest sin is that he's like a competent AFL footballer. His biggest sin was when he belted Dean Cox. No, I mean in the sense of the eyes of the, the public who just hang shit on him relentlessly. Like, KB didn't help him. Yeah, but it was all in good fun. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, this sense of... Oh, Tommy Bell. Oh, Tommy Bell through the fingers. The endeavour. Edward, Eddie? stop it. Doesn't make oh, the distance, does he? Oh, he doesn't. I remember that. I, I vividly I remember we up on that one. Early we, beard for Hooley. We were... Yeah, he's, I think he's just started growing it. Yeah, you, can still see, you can still see his neck, Basher, <laughs> at this stage. But um, he was running 
through the middle of the ground basher in the third quarter and just blazes away. Oh, and I, I and you turn to me and you go, you go, he's just dropped the game. He's dropped the World Cup. Yep. Simo's got the beard here. Still got point. it. Yeah, yeah. The, the jaw protector. And that, another retribution, Tommy Bell, makes up for the uh, market. He can kick this. This is what should give Carlton fans, and really fans of any club, hope. You look at this Richmond team here, and absolutely there's massive turnover to come. But there are guys, Shane Edwards in this team's just an ordinary player. Yeah. Nick Vloston's an ordinary player. You know, you've got guys like David Asprey have come in and been a really important part of a premiership. Basher Hooley here is a, like just a, a competent AFL footballer playing a nice role. Sean and Greek. Sean Greek. And you go, these guys have gone on to become integral parts Premiership winning teams. So true. And you're sitting here going in 2013. Obviously, Cochin, Rewalt. But you're sitting here in 2013. Do you reckon Tigers fans walked away from this going, a couple of flags coming down the pike? No. That was still... Well, as they left the ground, yeah. they they would think you were having a crack at them. Well, you were having legitimately... Well, no, I was. Literally But I wasn't saying you're going to win two premierships in the next eight years or whatever <laughs> it works out to be. Poor Delia. Funny thing is, we probably thought we could win the flag. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were, yeah, I think our top end at this stage was better. And then you look at, in hindsight, look at this list. Oh, dikes. This is the mark. This is the mark. Oh, Robbo. Bruce is losing it. Please, you know, you get the sense with Bruce, and, and there's a couple games, Carlton games for me that stick out with Bruce. We played a couple against Essendon. 2001, there was one for sure, where we knocked him off without Cuda, Bradley, and Sauce. But you get a sense when Bruce is he's barracking, not in a nasty, vindictive for the way, but he's barracking yeah. for the Carlton winnings, the story. The black oh. story, correct. The great man. And he kind of gets a feeling that, oh, this is a good one. This is this is a ripper. On your Robbo. Well done. Never in doubt. Yeah, Never in doubt. Important goal. Had ticker. Still he, always had it. He's a... How still old, has it. How old yeah. is Robbo? David, nine or eight? Nine. So he'd be 30. Well, he was my second draft. So he's drafted the same year as Chris Yaron. So well, end of 08. Yep. He's a real he's a real modern sort of early adopter. He's got his own... He streams on Facebook. Yes. He's got his own podcast. Um, the setup he must have at his house must be incredible. <laughs> yeah. The high definition streaming. Like we use a platform and it's just like... It's like pixels like that big. <laughs> <laughs> Robbo's well, not he's skimping. He's got the money to buy some toys, doesn't yeah, he? That's, yeah, yeah. That's the reality. When Terry makes it big, he'll go. When they ask, you know, the, the backstory. <laughs> my inspiration. Pixels, Pixels Mitchell, one Mitchell meter by one meter. <laughs> <laughs> I remember talking to um, Andrew Moore. Yep. Obviously, Port Adelaide and then Richmond after that. And when we were at Box Hill, we had a... Um, oh, what's it called? Um, the Drummond... You know the virtual golf? That Drummond Golf? Mm-hmm. Big Swing. We had a thing at Big Swing because they were a sponsor. Across the road from the station? It was in queue. Oh, Second okay. air swing by t- and, Troy um, Hensel. And we went down to Big Swing seconds. just to do like a, a bit of a sponsor video. And a few of the basically said to the boys, does anyone like playing golf? And it was basically the ex-AFL players. So Max Warren, who was on the North Melbourne list. Andrew Moore came down. And who was there? There was one more. But um, it was funny. I remember saying, Moore, you're a keen golfer. And he goes... One of the first things you buy when you become a professional footballer, you get to the club, he goes, you buy a set of golf clubs. And I go, why? He goes, yeah, I don't know. He goes, you use them a little bit to start with. And when the weather's nice and at the end of the year, he goes, you just got money. Mm. Goes, so you buy golf clubs. you got to do something with it. They yeah. ain't cheap. And he goes, golf yeah. Clubs. And you, he goes, at Port Adelaide, they had quite a few guys that used to go play golf. But he goes, yeah, most footballers will have a really nice set of golf clubs, whether they use them or not. Yeah. Wow. 
rite of passage. Was yeah. this Newman's last game in footy? Mm, no. Maybe. His first final, and I think his first final, yeah. I always maintain I think sentiment got the better of the Tigers at selection. He's, oh. He just had st- strength, Tommy Bell. Uh, Tommy Bell, but Jesus, just not a lot no of end polish. product. He had yeah. that sixty meter goal the week before against Port, which yeah. he didn't intend. Yeah. Well, that was a Cam McCarthy style <laughs> kick to the top of the square that just floated through. Beautiful. But as you say, what's the wrong with what, what's so wrong with kicking to the top of the square? Brock McLean, also against Richmond. Well, yeah. Over Levi's head. Over yeah. Levi. So Brock was the one who fell out in the warm-up. Yes. Yeah. And, and Nick Dogan was eating something. Of this game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. And Nick Dogan comes in and kicks four, three. three. One a quarter. Yeah. It's one of the great stories. Dogan turns up to this game to support his teammates, having no expectation. He walks into the rooms that day, I'm not playing. And he's happy that it, you know, get around the guys. He's got a homemade sandwich in his jacket. Salad sandwich. And they literally come to him after the warm-up and say, you're in. I thought it was a Subway sandwich. No, I think that he's... That I might think be a bit of Chinese whispers. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was too, yeah. yeah. Daigon to me, if somebody said to me, homemade salad sandwich or a Subway, Daigon is, I'd be going He's a homemade. bit of a salad sandwich man. Yeah, he would have whipped yeah. that up on the way out the door yeah. and thought, I'll tuck into this before the game. <laughs> well... The thing with that is he doesn't play the game in his head. No. The preparation's perfect for the game. I still reckon that was stiff as a holding the ball. I reckon yeah. Walks has got it for not long. Oh, because they're called play on. Do they not even call play on for Rich? stiff on Richmond too yeah. once they get awarded the free kick? But this was the era, Fabian. You've got to remember. Good kick. Smart kick. Smart kick. Did you say that pick up by Yaz? Yeah. This, oh. was, this was the era of if you take advantage, that's it. It's on you. Yeah. And while we're running and cutting the game up like this, you're going, we're on. Wadey! Oh, miss the unmissable. Morris here looks like a fish caught in a six-pack hopper. <laughs> does, doesn't he? Like, like a young girl who's wearing those mermaid tails. Yes, yeah. it tastes like you can't move. <laughs> but no, the um, that was obviously a big let-off for us at moment? one end. I think it is. This is, is absolutely yeah. the moment. This it is gets the out to wait. This is the loudest roar I've ever heard. Yep. at a sporting venue ever. Ever. I still get goosebumps. I, goosebumps now. I yeah, get goosebumps. That's unbelievable. Because he never showed emotion. No, Terry. He never showed emotion. And then he just, it was a, it was like, that was the moment he became a Carlton man because you've got to have a bit of emotion. No, I could not agree more. With Juddy, there was always a sense of, he was a bit of an interloper. Yes. He's a Carlton captain. He's an absolutely outstanding player. But he's, like Cripps, we spoke about this last year, where I, Cripps, maybe the Brisbane game, one of Cripps' enormous games. And I put a poll on Twitter yep. to say, who do Carlton fans love more, Chris Judd or Patrick Cripps? Yep. And I don't think it's simply because Cripps has played his whole career with us. Yep. But there's a sense that he's more of a Carlton man. Yep. And as wrapped as we were to have Juddy for as long as we had Juddy, like he said, that was one of the only moments in his entire tenure at Carlton that I can recall raw emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Cripps... He was a little Jump bit more mortal back. now, I think, too. That's, yes. That's probably... Because yes. I, I remember the goal against Geelong on his oh. left. Oh. Yeah. In front of... Was it in yeah. front of... He had a, bust, he had a busted, yeah. busted ankle. ankle. Chappy, yeah. Gee, Jeffrey. That wasn't a great example, but Robbie Warner could leather a football, couldn't he? Yeah, it was a mongrel <laughs> kick, but he was... Yeah. I maintain. He could always kick, and uh, he was very good below his nose. I maintain Robbie Warnock, superb ruckman. Good yeah, tap ruckman. Didn't have the body. But probably just didn't quite have the game to... You know, around the ground marking, kicking could be a little bit sketchy. But if you just said, we, an old style 25 years ago, 30 years ago, he would have been superstar. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
At 206. Super and athletic. And this is the, uh, yeah. Well, this is Richmond's moment if they win. You're kidding. Yeah, I remember this. That's Credit with Chris, that's a ripping goal from That's a great G up as well. Fair play. The, the look in the eye. Yeah, <laughs> fair gone. play. Listen, yeah. fair play. We always thought of Arm was a little mad and he might have just... He wasn't it. a little mad. <laughs> yeah. That's what you play sport for, moments well, like you that. Do. You do. Look at this bloke going. He's purple. <laughs> well, imagine they'd won the game, though. Like, yeah. Imagine Richmond go from there and win the game. But that's their moment. That's what gets shown well, over was, and over yeah. again. Yeah. And Juddy's moment's great. And the hair flicking back. But it's oh. consigned do you know what? history. Carlton supporters see this goal from Ivan. But Richmond supporters never will. Like, it doesn't get replayed. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't get celebrated. It's one of the best goals in their history. Mm -hmm. Look at that. It was celebrated at the time by them. It's a great mullet. But it's a fantastic mullet. It's amazing. Bailey Smith's coming for the title this year. Well, that's what five... It's all right, isn't it? (laughs) That's what five or six years in Adelaide will do for you. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely phenomenal from a barn. The, the only problem is Bailey Smith's an attractive bloke and yeah. he doesn't need to be, whereas well, that works. Well, yeah. <laughs> Great from Tui there. That was a good example there. This is And this is another interesting, I, I could be wrong, but I reckon Tui just kept his feet and out, that's unbelievable Ooh, from Dykes. Great contest. Tui yeah, just kept his feet and outworked Dustin Martin. Yeah. And you sit Young there and go, he no, defended him well. He, he, was our, he was our Dustin yes. Martin defender, but yeah. yes, Dusty had to become. Dustin Martin, but you sit yeah. there and you go, like, that's phenomenal. Oh, Steve Morris. Dykes did that against North Melbourne one night and in a very similar contest oh, yeah, won us the game. Yeah. Uh, Drew Petrie, Fab's mate, was coming the other way. Yep. And Dykes went back with the flight and pretty much saved the game. I was watching it at an Airbnb in Ocean Grove. And you, just, and you know you're going to get hit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's your turn to go. Well, you knew you were going to hit. Dykes and you, in that moment, knew his knees are coming from my sternum. You're like kindred spirits. A lot of banging on the boot here. Robbie, Robbo's well, Look everywhere. at Rance. Like, what are you doing, Alex? He came of age. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Bang. Bang. When I remember Alex Rance, when people talk about Alex Jared Rance... Jared Waite's legs legitimately taped on. Yes. Jared Waite is legitimately held together with tape. And you sit there and go, this is Alex Rance to me. The player that the AFL allowed him to become is an indictment on the competition. Yeah. We need to get Charlie out of the 30 ASAP. You reckon <laughs> yeah. that's the issue? <laughs> Cursed. <laughs> At his best, oh, yeah. and he didn't do it for long enough. Yep. But at his best, he was. This is going to sound outrageous, but he was Franklin-like in he was he had that athletic ability. Yep. Well, he's a much better mark than Lance Franklin. Mm. Yeah. Well, Buddy's one of the Buddy's top no, no, three no, players I'm, I'm, of all mate, time. He's the tallest mate, half forward yeah. flanker of mate, all time. I'm supporting what you said. Mm. You've just knocked me down. Yeah. Like on the lead, Jared Waite, full pace yeah. on the leads, outstanding. He's, mark. A, he's a he was is a competent key forward, but he brought that. Athleticism. When the ball hit the ground, Jared was always in the contest. I love Nick Floston here. I remember him just linking up. Every time he went up the ground, he was that release kick. What's the score, Fab? Richmond 94, Carlton 104, and there's probably about... I don't know, the worms on the screen. At the <laughs> yeah, but at this moment. point, as a risk, the 18th minute mark. Is eight, it, yeah, eight so minutes. eight minutes left. and Plenty of footy. The comment, but the commentators are calling it over. At this point, this because it was Richmond as well, it was like, uh oh, it's happened. I think again. we kicked eight goals to We're two. We're going to get beaten by the team that finished ninth. Yep. This is when, as a fan at the game, doesn't matter if it's a big knockout final like this or just a general home and away game. Ivan's goal cancelled out Judd's goal too quickly. Yes. You yep. sit there going, they're going to kick another goal. They're going to kick another two goals, but they can't kick them for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need time to we become just, hold. Yeah. just time to become the issue, and that creates panic, creates error, but. To Richmond's credit, particularly the Avangol, they got it 
pretty much straight away. Dennis. I said, I reckon I saw Dennis having a coffee on Friday morning. You, you texted me. Yeah. yeah. You said In this. Vermont. <laughs> it may not have been him. It's a very common. Oh, Lachlan. Could do this, Lockie. Yeah. yeah Float across the front. Speak, how quickly did Lockie become dead to us all? <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's a way to go out and there's a way to go but out. But did he really do it that badly? Like, honestly, they said to him, you're leaving. And he goes, yes. But he like, checked out, hadn't he? Yeah, no. no but he was, you he work was, to he the was, end and you go, I'm going to apply my craft somewhere else. And you go, was, well, you go with our, uh, our blessing there. I do think he was a bit injured. And I think that Sauce's attitude was, well, we've got a deal in place for you for, to go to Geelong. That's fine. We'll protect our, might have been we'll protect our asset. Because if you get injured, well, we're all stuffed. Correct. What a uh, jewel that is. Match up for the ages. Ty and Lockie Henderson. <laughs> Walks. I always like seeing walks forward. Yeah, I agree. Um, and we, we always seem to want to play him anywhere. Well, that but 2011 season where he played for, he kicked, kicked over 50, 50 goals. 50. 56, I remember. 56. 56. I would have loved to have seen him like even like on the wing, go through the middle a little bit. Yeah. The best game of footy he played for us, arguably, was his first. Was his first. And he never played there again. <laughs> it was the week of my birthday I was celebrating. I thought it was the best Christmas birthday. <laughs> Best birthday present ever. We've this, 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 oh. this pass is one of the best passes of all time. So Jeffy on his left. That's, that's oh, degree of difficulty. That's unbelievable. Any of us who have played the game, I'm talking about even just amateur, like the lowest of low level, that is so hard to do on the run, yeah. opposite foot, curling it around and placing it perfectly like that. Look at that. Oh, Jeffrey. And gained him, gained Digan 10 metres. Yeah. Actually brought him into yep. range. Yep. For absolutely outstanding. I'm, I'm not Why wasn't he not allowed to, he wasn't allowed to play that? Because he stopped, he conceded, and then he... I put the hand up. He basically said, then you've got to go, you've got to, play, you've got to take your kick from behind the mark. It sounds weird. I probably prefer Dykes have the kick. Six and a half minutes left, Dykes. And Juddy. Well, yeah. Juddy had slipped over anyway. Juddy, yeah. Juddy couldn't stand up. Oh, no, that was not that one. The boys. <laughs> Dogs are sitting there going, two and a half hours ago, I was eating a salad sandwich in the rooms. <laughs> what? <laughs> when did what, he what, was in, what was in the sandwich? This was, this was his second last game for the club. Yeah, so he, yeah, he didn't play yeah. after this year. No, the, he wrapped up. So yeah. the, the urban wow. legend... And but we didn't know that. Like It wasn't like a known thing. Did we? Well, the urban... Remember. From inside the club, I, yeah. I, I might have told this story before. And I, I have no details beyond what I'm going to tell you okay. here. So don't ask any questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Basically, halfway through this season, the legend is from someone within the club, Mick Malthouse was having a pretty hard go at a young player in a team meeting and you know made his point, but he was really labouring it. And Diggs apparently said, I think that's enough. You know, I think you've made your point. Mick did not take that well and effectively said to him, I think that's enough. You're done. Um, you're never going to play for us again, blah, blah, blah. That coincided. He then disappeared from the team, people might remember. He came in for the Port Adelaide game as a sub, uh, an injury-like sub, came on late in that Port Adelaide game, played well. Put a hip and shoulder on Kane Corns. Yes, um, played well, and then obviously was dropped. He might have even played one before the Port Adelaide game, but effectively injuries gave him a reprieve. And then he was dropped for this, was the latest of late call-ups, yep. played, starred, Played the next week, and that was, week, and that was it. Yeah, wow. So apparently that's the story, is that he was, um, yeah, spoke up in a team and meeting. Yet, and realistically, if there's a way to treat people, and look, Mick was a coaching legend, but um, 
you know, if he's getting a bit older and he's Jeez. just treating people and somebody calls him out, is it that bad of a thing? Yeah, maybe not. Team fabric, yeah, maybe you don't do it. This is a guy too. And maybe that, you need respect and all that well, sort of this stuff. Is, but respect is a two way street. This too. is a guy that, what are we here, September? This is a guy that. Cruz's face is split open. 11 months earlier was hallmarked as a potential captain of the football club when Mick came yeah. aboard. Well, that's, exactly right. that's yeah, a solid true. cut. Dimmer, once again, who would have thought, not even Damien Hardwick in his heart of hearts would be sitting there thinking, I've got a couple of flags on the way. He'd be sitting there going, I'm done if I don't win a final in the next couple of years. Well, gonna, but again, the whole thing, the fact that Richmond, who had were perennially finishing ninth and missing the finals, mm. were going to get knocked out of the finals by a team that finished ninth. He's a smart enough man to have seen the irony of that. Well, the um, of course, the... Headline on the uh, paper the next day? Ninthmond? No, no, it was from nine to five, uh, oh, I which that. I quite liked. Yeah. Very clever. And this was back in the day, they've stopped doing it lately, where you had the fixturing allowed them to do it, but we played... Oh, that's a throw by throw. Um, But we played Essendon on the Sunday standalone. We played Richmond on the Sunday afternoon standalone. And just like outstanding blockbuster, winner-take-all, yeah. knockout finals at the MCG which were drawing 90,000 plus. Yeah. They've kind of gone back to the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, twilight, Saturday night. Yeah. But we never play uh, the only final play during the day, Timbo. Do you know what that is? The only final played during the day. It's the grand final. Every other final's played at night or twilight, except the grand final. Oh, wow. Bit of a biff here. Stevie Morris. Steve Morris is involved. That's a surprise. Brandon Ellis, of course, now a Gold Coast son. Was yelling at his teammates last week, which I didn't think was a good look. Having a bit of a go at him. Is this Daniel Jackson? It is Daniel Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. yeah, he looked like he was at the end. He's a broken down racehorse. Very smart cat. Yes. Right? Yeah, yes. Very smart is he, is he a carry boy? I'm not sure. But he's one of the. Um, yeah, he's part of AFL Europe now. Yeah, okay. Good yeah, no, I have seen him. He used to be on AFL like the AFL Europe. Show. Yeah, he lives he's in London. <laughs> Good gig if you can get him. Oh, Lachlan. This that is, was uh, Unfortunately, the, the collateral damage was, uh, was Jammo. It was Mick. Jammo. <laughs> was Mick Someone Mick. definitely uh, write into us and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'll forget to look this up. But I think Lockie Henderson played in more wins, finals wins for Carlton than he has Geelong. Yes, correct. Wow. I think you tweeted something to that effect. Maybe. That's holding the ball, no? That's, that's another. Well, that's another throw. Walker got done down the other end. Yeah. I don't know how Marich isn't. That's so. another throw from Gibbs. Yep. We'll get away with it. We'll take it. Take him where you can get him. Jack's body language here, great. What was the ad? The Michael Jamison ad. As I live, as and I breathe. live and breathe. <laughs> yeah, it was a travel ad or a. Yeah, they're all holidaying. I think it was a car ad, ad or something. Love Jamo. This is the thing with Jamo. People forget. He was an outstanding player. Yep. And his record, particularly against Jack Rewald, was mm-hmm. terrific. We just got to the point where his shoulder, he was just never fit enough to play. Mm-hmm. He was magnificent when fit. Well, I remember him going head-to-head with Nick Revolt and uh, up at, out at Etihad and, and really pushing Fantastic. Rui. Yep. But in fairness, Nick blew him up by the end of it. And, uh, we blew everyone up. Well, yeah. No, he did. He was unbelievable. Did unbelievable. We, we won the game, though, didn't we, that one? I think we did. The one that I'm thinking about, I think we won. But you just sat there and I just loved how well he was going against him. And then all of a sudden, he's, you've gone, oh, I think Jamo's done. Well, he Ooh, was a guy we got. Up, Judd. Gavin Krasiska brought him in from That's North right, Ballarat. From North Ballarat. Who's yeah. out with the ball? Dygan. That's one of my favourite um, pieces of commentary where... Had to take that, Gibbs. What did, uh, I can't remember. I was up before acceptances for this one. 
Um, Short again. When Juddy did that. This is one of your blokes from Port Adelaide. What was his name? Troy Chaplin. Charlie. Was he the one that uh, wrote the club a letter on the way out the door about them being no good and needing to improve and then they were better than Richmond shortly thereafter? Maybe. Um, That piece of commentary, just backtracking a bit, when Juddy picked up the ball, one of my favourite all-time from Bruce. means nothing to opposition fans, obviously. We know it backwards. I can't remember the player he says if a Richmond guy says such and such has been good and then Judd swoops on the ball. He goes, Judd's been magnificent. (laughs) It's it's just every time I watch it. It's only Bruce can. Every time I watch it, I love it. I feel like... Yeah, yeah. the other moment in this quarter is coming up. Oh, oh! when they pickpocket Alex Rance? Yeah, where Jeffy jumps over. Yeah. He's like, oh, put yeah. your glasses it's down. Timmy Watson style. He calls him, it's an amigo. It's an amigo. Yeah, yeah. it's great. The club Carlton are going to Sydney. Another, another tale from Sean's time at Carlton. The boys, Yaz, Eddie and Jeffy, yep. were happy for the club to build, like whether it be a kids program or a membership or something like Charlie's kids ar- around the Amigos and they were like yeah no we're happy to do it but internally there were people at the club who kind of balked at it a bit okay I don't know what for some kind of negative connotation Welcome what to Australia what something new and bizarre, innovative and... What, whatever the issue was and they said Yaz I remember Yaz vividly overhearing him go they, someone, someone said oh. Oh, there it is someone goes oh well, you know, we're just not sure, you know, Amigos, oh, you know, we don't want to court any, you know, someone might blah, blah, blah. And Yaz goes, yeah, but we're, we're okay with it. Yeah, that's all that matters. Because we're fine with it. Because they were going to put, like, caricatures on T-shirts and mm. all that kind of stuff. Sombrero? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how far the concept got, but it was So mixed. we're going to Sydney, boys. And I've told the story again. This, this game earned me an extra couple of weeks of full-time work <laughs> for, my, um, for my trip. Sean to, thought his year was over. I did. At half-time, I thought, oh, well, I'm going to have to re-budget that trip to Europe. And then the boys came through and got me another couple of weeks. <laughs> the dream lived on. The dream lived on. I watched the final at Icon Park, actually. This uh, the Sydney game. The Sydney game. When I watched it, uh, was it, it was busy then. We yeah. were we were hanging in. Was that a Saturday night game? Yeah. 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 We were hanging in, hanging and was in. Was that when somebody did an ankle early, and well, Kurt Tippett came off? All and you thought. All I know is that we refused. Mick refused to put anyone on Jared McVay. Hmm. We were just kicking the ball to him. You just thought, I think Tom Mitchell did the ankle. Oh, maybe. Oh, Jack. Oh, Jack. Jamo. Jack was his own worst enemy here. A couple of body language things we yeah. sort of mentioned earlier. He's, you know, there's there's Newey, lovely it, guy it, it's Newey. It's good that Jack has turned his career yeah. around. Is but, it, Tim? Well, no, look, I, I know what you're going to say, Sean. Sure. I mean, you say that, but... But, but there's Pete Richo about Revolt here, but the fact that he's made good on it, you're going, well... Yeah. What have we got? The what have we got on the clock, Fabian? Forty seconds left. Eddie Betts has marked the ball on the. I think uh, we've started singing the song at this point. On the outer in wind. the crowd from memory. Fabian and I wouldn't know we were behind glass. No. I, I was hugging Tim. This is a good. This is as good as you know. Obviously, we had flags worn. and everything, but from where we'd been and and you know what we were trying to do and how we got there, um, this was as good as it got. Yeah, I'd worn the print off the record, like just squeezing Splitting. it so nervously. Yeah. Mum, uh, to this day, mum sends texts. So when dad and I are at the game, mum's an Essendon fan, but yep. mum will check the score. And we, we turn the favour if, if she's at an Essendon game. But um, Text the time? She'll text the time. Yeah. There it is. I'm not sure about Murph celebration. Yeah, I don't know it's about that weird. at all. <laughs> it's a bit weird to this day. Newey, broken heart Newey. Probably shouldn't have played in hindsight, but sentiment got the better what of him. What a great feeling. 
Scotto, terrific player. We uh, we obviously we did a bit of a, a chat this week. Ricky Tiller, one of our listeners, put a uh, underrated players who have played for us in recent times, and Scotto got a lot of love. Absolutely. Which what a pickup! It sounds what a silly because he, he obviously won a uh, John Nichols medal, but I think that people probably, I, I think that people probably undervalue Scotto as a player. He's a much better player than his reputation. I think when people bring him up, they go, "Yeah, yeah good player," but he's not front of mind. True. Good kick, both feet. Beautiful. Hard, competitive. Tough. Well, he does a left foot snap in the third quarter of this game that was just Juddy. Juddy. Birthday boy. Yeah, he was. Probably was, yeah. Bit of excitement there from Speaking Charlie. of birthday, boys, Smile. happy birthday to you, Sean. Your birthday uh, yeah. was two days ago? It oh, was two days ago. Fact. Happy birthday, Sean. Thank you. No <laughs> invite. What, you didn't get the invite? Uh, evidently not. No did I invite? did. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Timbo. I haven't had a birthday party in more than a decade. I had a 40th. It's just another day. You did have a 40th. It was a freezing cold night. Richmond played Melbourne. Carlton beat uh, Freo that day. In Freo. Well, were we were wearing yellow. Yeah, we were. The Armstrong yeah. yellow. Had a good win. Yeah. Yeah. No, the Armstrong yellow was a f- Sunday night game. Oh, then it wasn't the oh, okay. Armstrong yellow. But yeah. we did beat Freo that day and we weren't expected to win. Yeah. Well, I always like when you see around. these poor Richmond fans <laughs> sitting there. Go home. The one in the bottom right corner. Yeah. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> but what an absolutely outstanding um, victory that was. Mm-hmm. Obviously, tied, I, I would imagine... Um, with Essendon, I think that's probably our best win of the last decade. Mm-hmm. Yep, which is sad, but uh, it's true. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely outstanding day to go there to be um, in the position that we were, and to end up winning by three goals. Yep, and it's effectively like an eight or nine goal turnaround. Really, um, absolutely brilliant atmosphere. You guys don't know anything about it, Terry and I. Lived beyond, it. Go- beyond glass. I, I, I heard the anthem, so then I went back behind glass. It was so I got the contrast, and yeah, it was silent. Didn't it? <laughs> In we, the box. We've said on pod last year, there's been a few times last season when the roar is starting to come back. Yeah. And there's some real mm-hmm. emotion and momentum and expectation bleeding into what we're doing. And well, this I, was... just, I just still think we're going to unleash one day. Setterfield's yeah. goal against Adelaide yep. yes, was yes, yes. just... Well, this it, day... It shook. The place shook. Yeah. I went, wow. This, this day was very much the birth or the... Or the Reckoning of, of what Richmond have come become now, yeah. But this was kind of the embryonic, this army awakening, and people. Dis- we were there in very good numbers as well, Carlton fans. But if we can get back to that point, like if we we haven't played, um, we hadn't played a final in Melbourne for ten years before the Essendon game. That was a big deal leading up to that. Probably more nervous because we were clearly the better team. Yep. That day was a little bit like we got nothing to lose. Yeah. We obviously want to win. Throw out the stumps. But you sit there and go, if we can get back to a position where we're challenging seriously, we'll draw, we'll sell the MCG out like oh, Richmond did. Absolutely. If we squeeze into the eight this year, if, if, if that happened, and we were playing a decent drawing um, fifth side, it'd be massive. You get 95,000. Yeah. We would, I, let me use the Imagine example. Imagine we played Collingwood. Oh. Imagine we played Collingwood. Oh, I'm like a divorce. An Essendon final win, a Richmond final win. Oh, I've, I've never seen a Collingwood final win in my life. Oh. I've never seen a Collingwood final. I don't think we no, played a Collingwood final in our my lifetime. Well, well it, we, we beat him in '81 grand final, but that wasn't in your lifetime. We beat no. him in '79. I wasn't following footy as a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Not too closely. Mm. But um, yeah, you, you think about what we could become, and, and that's obviously what the club. Are, Sort of forecasting, um, you know, ninety five. We we had sixty thousand to the Bears. Yep. 
people could obviously sniff a premiership. But Jeez, we struggled that day. Daryl White nearly got we struggled that day. But once again, what the Lions go back and would watch become, it though. Voss, Acker, Lepich, Lepich, they're all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In '95, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Bears, they're, they're they're just a young Brisbane yeah. Bears side oh, of just right. full with, with Roger Merritt just hanging on and yeah. and really piloting them really well too. McIver, coached by a super coach as well that day. Big Robbie Rob Walls. Big Robbie Walls. Yeah. But um, we got six. Kuda goes forward. 55 on, I think it was, or something that day. You sit there and go, if we were to play, if we were to finish sixth and play, you like that? And play, you know, pick whoever at the MCG in a final, an interstate team, we draw 80 yeah. comfortably. No worries. And that's, that's the thing I think that, you know, pleases the club now. It's over to the football department really to, to get things right on the field. Yeah, we need, we need the raw again. We, we need that. Yeah, we we need to bring wait. back. Oh, I can't wait the bananas in Carlton Drop. I said this to someone at the club, and they we should just do they, it. Just buy some. But they're, they're, I'll get my dad to speak to his mate. At Marvel Stadium, Lamana. Two bays I'll, I'll get months. my dad to speak to Vince and see if we the can cheer get... squad. Lamana should give the cheer squad some inflatable bananas. Do you remember these, Terry? No. So this used to be a thing in the cheer squad <laughs> and around the ground. Yeah. Where I love how like Terry's big... like like you talk to Terry. Because, you know, how we talk to take you. Take a knee. Take a knee, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Just gather around. Um, yeah, the, the, the club used to have Story time. bananas. Like, they were like plush bananas. Yeah. They were big. They were inflatable bananas. No, nah, they were the they proper were plastic. One, but they were, initially they were like a, a plush banana. They were, they were not. Initially, no, no, they, they were, were always blow up. Are you sure about yeah, this? Yeah, they're always yeah. inflatable. Whatever. Up, we're splitting hairs. Yeah. And they had Carlton Guernseys on them. And when we kicked a goal, people oh, would big. like... Jump them up and down. Yeah. They were pretty big. They were like three or four feet. Yeah, they're okay. in the cheer squad. There was one last year I saw. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Or it's probably like a nephew or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs to become a thing. It used to thing. be next to, remember the bloke who had the Lebanese flag in the cheer squad? For Mill. For Mill. Tim's mate. Of course, oh, yeah. Doing great work at Harvey Norman, as we discussed earlier, with no corroboration. So these bananas were a regular thing. Yes. It was yeah. about three of them. Two, yeah. three, four at times. They what? should become, and you know what they need to become? They need to become something that other fans don't get. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so, I'm like, what the? I, I used to stand in front of the old scoreboard at Optus Oval, and so we were probably about 35, 40 from that's where we, That's in, where in, I first the went. They always concerned me, Tim, that the bathroom facilities were right next door to the canteen. Yeah. Literally right next door. Correct. Correct. But so where you stood, um, if there's a set shot or a shot for goal, you don't have that vantage point or the perspective to be able to see whether it's going through. Yep. And when I watch footy, I always just look at the goal yep. umpire to see where he or she is standing. But in those days, if the bananas are up, it's a goal because they'd stand behind the goal. <laughs> if they're up, it's a goal. You knew yeah. already. You didn't even have to wait for the goal umpire. Once again, we spoke about the Amigos earlier. I reckon someone would nix it because there'd be some weird quasi-racist thing about it. Someone would just... Oh. There'd be a massive buzzkill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's just crap. Yeah. It'd be this massive buzzkill. Oh, we don't know about what have we got. No, it's just this irreverent silliness. Yeah, that we all remember. That we all remember. We just It's stupid. And it's just this quirky nonsense. If it was a tomato, no Do one you, would care. The bananas, the bananas yeah. would go up. Scoreboard would tick over. You score a goal. He'd put nine extra points because it was old. Yeah. Mm. And then you have to wind it back. You know, we got third leg in the quaddy too. Yeah. <laughs> that was back in the day. Were you there there used to be the... a bloke who carried a sack of nuts. Yeah, the peanut. Right? Man. I've heard about this. And I've he, heard about this. You throw, you, you pass a two dollar coin down to this bloke, so it travelled from the back of the garden. Dollar in my we, day. Wait, wait. From fair so to fair. Yeah, you pass it down, and he'd identify you. You'd be. 10 metres easy, 15 metres away. Yeah. And he just, bang, accurate like, as, and he just throw them at you. like it. You know what it was exactly like? A little bag of peanuts. Love no, that. No, no, no. Love if that. It's your... Crafty veteran Eddie Harris? No, 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 no. 
Cornhole? Cornhole. Yeah. <laughs> this guy would have dominated Cornhole. He was a Cornhole master. Yeah. It was obviously back in the day too where only one person bought the footy record and everyone was standing around going, who's F? Yeah. <laughs> who's F and K? F and K? Who the fuck's K? He's been playing... So the scoreboards, is, we're losing Terry. I remember, no, no, I remember that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, A, B, C, D. And someone would go like... Good Samaritan in the crowd would be like, hey, he's Collingwood. And you go, okay, so Collingwood are playing Freo. <laughs> going, all right, so Freo must be B. That's great. <laughs> and then they had that little sign. Yeah. The raffle has been won by, and then it had the ticket number, and they'd walk around the boundary. We've said this. The club needs to bring back the old 8-bit Sam Smorgan scoreboard graphics. Harry the dinosaur and all the that. The dinosaur ball. I hated that. The train. We, we, it was we, embarrassing. I didn't face the Sam Smorgan it was scoreboard. I faced... It was brilliant. No, it was embarrassing. Sitting in the garden stand with my dad, fantastic. I couldn't see it. If you're going to do it, do it right. That's but we couldn't. We have made. What do you think? We're made of money. I made George George Michael. <laughs> These two idiots <laughs> like George Michael. We done? I think so. You happy, Tim? Tim's giving you the wind up. Wow, you got somewhere to be, Timbo. It's been a good history lesson. I've really enjoyed it. This is it. I love it. We're preaching from the gospel. This is four, three different generations. Yeah, yeah. Whose generation are you in? Oh, me and Tim. Excellent. It's just in How old are you, Sean? How old did you turn two days ago? 32. 32. Yep. Wow. We can tell when you tell stories, because you, you, you hold your childhood close, because that's where your memories And it's you could tell, like, Sean's more of the, the Lance, the Fevier, like, there's more of those stories where. where I got sticks. I got to see sticks mm. roaming around. Loved him. So I, I reckon when you're. Like I, yeah. when you're young and you've got your heroes, but I reckon when you go on the footy at 13, 14, 15, that, that's when you're at your most impressionable. Yeah, Steve Silvani. So Murph for me was my... Because yeah. yeah. he was like, oh, this is the up-and-coming midfielder. Yep. I, I remember... I, I could probably remember most, if not all, of his games. I just yeah. latched mm. on to him. Like, he was my boy. Yep. Um, well, I think I spoke about Gibbs when Gibbs left and he was sort of like the first... Carlton player whose entire career, like mm-hmm. Carl, great Carlton player, yep. whose entire career I can remember. Yep. Whereas yep. the whole journey. Campo's a little bit like that, you mm. know, that era, mid 90s. Yep. Um, but earlier than that, it's sort of spots. Yep. Kind of well, here well Carlton's revitalisation after a, a really good premiership era was obviously coming into 93, 94, mm-hmm. 95. And I'm. I'm 17, 18, 19. So the couple of years, just as we were staying together, is when I'm The 15, Gathering 16. Storm, Tim. The wow. Gathering Storm, exactly wow. right. And so it was a great era. It was yeah. really, really enjoyable. So. Campo was sitting under a tree squirting water in his face. It was the back page of the Herald Sun. What year was that? Pre-season, just 95. Or the, wow. It would have been January 95. Love Campo when he came in. Very good immediately. We but wrapped up. Oh, no, go to God, I have a question. So Please. our 95 flag team, yes. the, the, the build-up to that, how long was that? Like, how long did that? It was pretty quick. Core group to be honest. Start? The '92, we I think we started. We, we just started to really gather and Parkin was came. really putting his stamp on it. Yeah, Williams had come, but then we finished off the season in '92. We beat the Bulldogs, who were playing finals, West and Coast. We, we flogged them. Um, and final round of the year, I think we played St Kilda, and we needed '94 was West Coast. We yeah, smashed yeah, right. right. Yeah. And uh, but we were playing contenders, we were beating them, and yep. you thought we're the gathering storm, we're we're on the march here. And there was still the core of Bradley, Silvani, Kernahan, you know, Earl Sporting had come across. Yes, yes. But there was still this core of you sort of went, Well, that's excellent. But it needed to be filled out. No disrespect to someone like a, a Brad Scholl. Correct. But Brad Mark Pierce. A. Thorne. But Brad yep. Pierce comes in 
Campo comes in, even as Timmy Powell, Matt Clappe, Matt Clappe comes in, and just Did you say Dean Rice. Well, Dean Rice, you sort of sit there going, oh yeah, and then you got the natural maturation. Glenn of, Manton. We got the natural maturation of Andy Mackay. You know, to support that, obviously Harry Madden clearly was the other established player. So and and Cooter and Christo were the kids that were coming through the under nineteens and really crystallising the 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 older depth, but some quality youth coming through, as you say, Campo as well in that in that Adrian Whitehead. Yeah, yeah. oh, he yeah. could have been anything. But you sit gotcha. there and you go that ninety five. You know what you're saying? You, you go in in ninety five, and the, the knock was too old. Yeah, because in ninety five the knock on yeah, us was too old. Yeah, because yeah. the top end of the list was. Who's who? Okay, like and we've gone out in straight who. sets in '94, and that that was that was the year '93. You thought, "Geez, we we might win a premiership, and we're really not ready." But you always said '94. It's just our year. Yep. And then we've gone out in straight sets, and you've gone because our old Melbourne, core Geelong. was old. You thought, oh, "I think we're done." Yeah. I, I think the window's closed. Well, I've told you the story of um, Stephen Goff went to the MCC, and he was Carlton CEO or the the equivalent. And when we lost to St Kilda in 95... Kicking uh, three goals for the day. Our man, James Cook, came through with the goods. Yep. Um, Tony DeBolfo, a great man, obviously great Carlton man, mm-hmm. was uh, leaving... I don't know, he obviously worked for the Herald Sun at the time. I think he said he told the story. He was leaving the game. Just lost to Sydney the week before St Kilda. You know, We were missing some good sticks, wasn't there? Diesel didn't Bust play. His hand, we yeah. were missing some good players. We, we weren't a full-strength team. But this but, is like last and second last. Yeah, we, we got badly beaten mm-hmm. by both of them. And uh, Beast saw Stephen Goff across the car park at Waverley and just sort of, you know, raised his hand to acknowledge him, you know, hey, how you going? And Goffy looked back at him and did the old, no, nah, we're done. We did the old cross the throat. Wow. We're done. And we didn't lose another game. We didn't lose another game, won the flag. 16 straight. Yeah. No, but I always ask about the past because for those who remember, I'm, I'm trying to look and I guess I'm trying to find a positive for what we have now. Like, do you mm-hmm. see any similarities in the build up to what we have now? But it's different because we didn't draft. We just, we just don't the way have we that did core. Now. Old group, we're just we're, we're totally never, different to what we've we never were done here. this, have we? No, yeah. and we've spoken about this at, at length. We've never done what Silvani had us do, yep, to get better because we, we were always underpinned by either what we already had, yep, or what we knew was coming. Well, the 93 well, Bombers, yeah. they, they had a few older guys, they had Watson come back, mm. they had Thompson, they had Gary O'Donnell, they had Harvey. Paul Salmon, Harvey, but they were a core of kids, mm. and so maybe you like it. Yeah, probably did it. They Our 87 flag was a rejuvenation of a lot of youthful players. Yeah, we still had a, a core group of players, but not to the Essendon extent. But we injected it was the injection of the best 20 players in the, yeah. in the country and straight into our side. So I think best case, you look at what we've done and what we've built now, and you sit there and go, we've addressed shortcomings everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's always going to be a movable feast because such and such doesn't develop as we want them to. Whoever it is surprises and comes through when yeah. we didn't expect. We lose this guy to injury. We get this guy we didn't think we were going to get yeah. in a trade or a draft. But Sam Phil. Yeah. Sam Phil. But you look at you look at what we've got now and you but, sit there and, I don't know, I, I don't know about you, Terry, I think we've spoken about a lot where you go, we're pretty encouraged by what comes next. Yeah. And hopeful about what comes next. Well, And that's the thing. You, you cannot be certain with what we've got because it's youth. Mm-hmm. But you've just got the feeling that they've, the reset has, has, it, it there's it, it's ball fruit. Like there's serious talent that's there, and it's just it won't die off quickly like that there. group, that mm. 2013 and, and group. The thing is, in '95 when we did win it, we had a back six that played every single game with one another, and they just knew what one another were thinking. And I just can't help but think we we always built this team from the back first, which again was a 
a Silvani trait, and he did the same thing at GWS when he assembled that team. He really tried to um, build from the back. You know, and that Phil takes Davis so and long. Callan Ward, and it does, and and it's taken really long at GWS. Mm. I mean, they made a grand final this last season. That's still on the back of Silvani's drafting, mm. um, but they're finally there. They're finally competitive. Again, their issue is they just don't have a culture as a club, and that's mm. going to be their. I still think is is going to be where they're going to break down a little bit. But again, at Carlton, when the raw comes, we develop. We're doing what we're Does doing. Does that matter? Like Look we, out. we've spoken about this, and I'm not sure if you've you've done it with with your um, with your show. But we there's something about no disrespect to a GWS or a Gold Coast or you know Fremantle, who obviously haven't won a flag. Um, Port Adelaide were a different kettle of fish coming from an established culture. And a successful it's culture very too. successful culture. But there's there's something that we, as a football club, even though we've been, you know... Down. Down and haven't won a flag for 25 years. We've been a good team in between then. But there's something that we have, Essendon have it. Collingwood, I think, have got it, but in a weird, intangible kind of way. Where but they developed it in the 30s when they were a semi-professional exactly. team when it was still but an amateur sport. we've got like... Lockie O'Brien debuts, and we've got Steve Kernahan gives him his jumper. Mm. Paddy Dow debuts, and it's Greg Williams comes in and gives him his jumper. You know, Jez is still around. All these great players. You know, Bruce Dool obviously doesn't do a lot of stuff, but he's there, and he did the great. You know, came down for that great photo with Simo, and there's Bradley and all these sauce clearly, all these outstanding players who are still around to talk about wins and talk about what it means. And when you get to the point that Richmond have got to now. They, they can sit there and look our boys in the eyes and say, that's what it'll be like. You'll have 80,000 people. Yep. You'll have the crowd. You won't be like you know GWS playing in front of no one. So when you get to the big stage, oh, wow. Oh, wow, this is big. Yeah, mm. You're part of the fraternity. Yep. And there's silence. You know, you're kicking a goal and there's silence. Jack Martin might shit himself round one. Maybe. Just walking out going, what he would have Dead said he would have absolutely reached out. I have no doubt in my mind he would have had a chat to Tom Lynch. And Tom, yeah. Lin- and Tom yep. Lynch would have said, oh, you'll love it. Yeah, how's it been? You'll love Amazing. it. Amazing. Yeah. Adam Trelaw said it. Adam Trelaw yep. said, I grew up wanting to be a footballer and I dreamt of playing games on the MCG when I'm at GWS. I'm just not. Yep. And this is the thing, I don't want to take a point. If you're at a stadium where you can see trees. It's a problem. Or a grassy knoll. That's why I don't like it's, it's as good as the Adelaide Oval is. Yeah. Complete you keep the, saying this. Complete it's got the stadium. The, it's got I don't like it. I don't scoreboard. like seeing, I don't like seeing scoreboards and trees. But it's beautiful. Anyway, but you've got this thing stadium. with Cornelio is a little bit for me. He's dead to me. My question for a Stephen Cornelio is It was all there. But my, my question was, for Cornelio would be Are you happy to play your career out? It doesn't matter if you win. To your group, absolutely it matters everything. And he looks like a fantastic leader. He's clearly captain now, he's building that culture and internally they look really well set up. Go, but if they'd have won the flag, they would have brought the cup back to fifteen hundred people. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Would have to show ID to get to the into the club that night. <laughs> the league's club. <laughs> if we win the flag and go to Icon Park the next day, it's a lockout. Mm. Collingwood yeah. do the same thing. Richmond do the same thing. You know, obviously in seventeen, the f- massive. And you just—that's what we've got in our favour, I think. And if if we can open up a player's heart and mind to the possibilities. That when you win, it matters. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think encourages me. We've just got to uncork that. Yep. I suppose. Nothing to add to that, Fabian? No, I just like where it's no, It's good. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good. Well, Terry, it's been it's an absolute good. pleasure having you. It has. Um, yeah, thanks for tonight. coming down, Terry. No, no, thanks for great. having me. I'm going to call him Big Terry. Big Terry? Big yeah. Tez. I've been listening to you guys since I was living in Israel. You guys kept me afloat. You've been living in Israel? This yeah. was buried so the lead. This is where the. See, Tim walks in and goes, 
Terry's coming in. And I said, yeah, from the Blue Abroad. He goes, but he's here. He's not, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not supposed to be abroad. He's not supposed to be abroad. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I thought I thought we were going to be connecting through Zoom Skype call. the business or something. No. So Tim walks in, sees the, the cups that I've pre-poured for everyone, showed a bit of hospitality. And the extra chair. Yeah. It's, it's like, well, he's coming in. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've been listening to you guys because when you're overseas, it's it's just a cut. There's no footy. Yeah, yeah. So anything you latch onto. So yeah, um, it's it's a bit of a whirlwind to sort of be here we did, we inside to, with you now. So you're in Israel. Yeah. For how long? Two years. Wow. Yeah. What that's is Israel that's like? That's why Blue Abroad started because it was like I had no friends to talk Carlton to, so I'll just talk to talk myself. To myself. <laughs> got a lot of Jewish. <laughs> I'm going to talk to myself. It. I might as well I just record it. and post it. Yeah. We've, got, we've got a lot of Jewish fans. I'm surprised that we I'm haven't not reached Jewish, to. Oh, but I mean, in, in like, we've the, got a lot of Jewish the, um, fans in general. I'm yeah. surprised that we haven't reached. We Israel. have an undercurrent of Jewish fans. Massive fan base. That, yeah, we do. It's we unbelievable. Do. I didn't know that. You know, they migrated to Carlton originally. I didn't know that until. I lived there and met. I would have thought there. that you'd be walking around Tel Aviv and there'd be people wearing Guernseys. I was the only one. I did the Tel Aviv marathon in a Carlton Guernsey. I couldn't love but that. But didn't we have while Richard <laughs> Pratt was president some sort of team? I don't probably. Know, probably. One of my mate Mitch's best mates is a fellow named Ian Mond. Mondi, he's Jewish and a big Carlton fan, and it wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't a listener too. So shout out to Mondi <laughs> if you're listening. Get in touch with us, Mondi, if you are listening. <laughs> so what were you doing in Israel? I was work, living, working, working for a sports tech company over there. Shout out to Hype Sports Innovation. It sounds like it could be anything. Yeah. No, like, it was cool. It was no, like, someone tells you like... Eye opening? Um, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable. It always seems like an interesting place. Got to go. You see all this footage of it. Just sort of Whatever like, you see on TV, just turn the TV on. You see a lot of Gaza Strip. Of yeah. All, you know, that's what you see. You see a lot of Gaza yeah. Strip and you're going, doesn't look like a tourist destination. Yeah. But generally all the other stuff looks great. It's basically the Gold Coast with culture oh. and good food. Wowzers. Maybe it's all can, on the beach. Maybe we can relocate the suns there. Yeah. Say, I've, been, <laughs> I've been sold a lemon here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This nah. is like Baku when like the F1 went to Baku. And I'm sitting there going, this place looks like I've never heard of this. Mm. This place looks outstanding. Azerbaijan? Yeah. Oil state. Lots <laughs> of money. Looks like Paris. Mm. But yeah. Well, I've learned something here. Well, yeah. So th- anyway, thank you again. No, it's thank been you an for honor. coming. It's fantastic. And yeah. For uh, Fabba Ganoush. Would you come in again? Yeah, sure yeah, thing. Super. Great. Yeah, Why not? Good. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. It's not hard to talk Carlton. No, it's not. Well, that's exactly right. <laughs> it's it. actually a really simple concept, it's, a podcast. You know, it's... This is like, I remember seeing a joke on Twitter where someone goes, anyone else wake up today and find out their dad started a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, that's what if it's like. If my dad started a podcast... Listens through the roof. Through the roof. What would he talk about? Brace. Brace, I get it. It'd be coffees at Lamana with Tony. Because that's all it is. He goes to has coffees at Lamana. Would Vince be there? Well, Vince is there. Would Cruz be there? Cruz was there a couple of weeks ago, but he does. He misses a Brace again. Tony, Fabian's dad, rings him, and Matty Cruz was like sitting with him, and he just goes, What did he say? He goes, Here's Cruz. Yeah, he, he just part like dad does that thing where he passes Pass the, the phone. phone. Like, like dad will be on the phone at Telstra negotiating something. I, I'm not listening. And he'll just go, hold on, talk to my son. And just uh, hand the phone like, what? What? Is Matty Cruiser on that call as well? <laughs> Cruz, you're working at Telstra? <laughs> Are you Cruz? <laughs> but no, uh, thank you very much for coming in. We'll yeah, be sure to have absolutely. you in again. And obviously, uh, we'll try to work out as best we can. Um, we'll return the favour with your uh, You let endeavors. me know. I don't have a flashy office. I'll meet you in Israel. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Rothschild Avenue. We'll go get a, some, some hummus. Is there, is there a beach? 
Yeah. Is there a, what's a good beach? We'll go there. Well, Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv is on the beach. Oh, so we just Tel Aviv it's just, beach? It's all the way. Yeah, we're fine. Did you go to any Maccabi Tel Aviv games? Yeah, we worked with Maccabi. Maccabi, yeah. Maccabi Haifa we did right. uh, for football, but for basketball we did stuff with Maccabi Tel Aviv. That basketball shit's massive. EuroLeague. <laughs> we watched them play Olympiacos. <laughs> I love the pronunciation. See, Sean would have said Olympiacos, but yeah, I love your uh, Olympiacos. Goz has shown me some Lucy YouTube Zellich clips. over here. Of, <laughs> Goz has shown me some... Um, Euroleague clips They're crazy Of like You know like Serbian teams playing in the Euroleague And like the Flares are going off <laughs> A tip off And you see the African American players The uninitiated ones Who have just arrived They're like What? It's like yeah, a war hell? zone crazy. <laughs> Amazing We'll it's go to so... Tel Aviv Beach We'll record from the beach there yep. That sounds good to me mm-hmm. Beautiful uh, no, Thank you very much for coming in For Fabian Fabaganoush <laughs> For Tim Coach Davis Always a pleasure for Terry, Big Terry. Big Terry. Dagani. Cheers, boys. Really and for me, Sean Pioch, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Toodles. It's billion with a B. Oh, no, no, no. Mine is very different than that. How is your something very different than that? Because of mine, you're taking the photo instantaneously. You're putting the photo out there on the line. Is it online? Yeah, I'm putting my photos out on the line and I'm creating an exchange. Yeah, that's Instagram. But mine's more of a social sharing on the line that's happening. Online. Quick interjection. When you keep saying on the line, you do mean online. Stuart, don't do that. You don't do that to a man. He's got a million dollar idea right here. Billion dollar idea. Even better. Let him flow. Nick, I appreciate it. I'm not gonna, you can't bring me down. I'm too positive. Come here. Let me share something with you. <laughs> now you take that photo, you put it on the line. Online. You put it on Twitter. You put it on whatever you want. That is Instagram. That's Instagram. 100%. I get it. I am point taken. Now let's go with my concept. Now you've taken a photo instantaneously or not instantaneously, and then you take those and you send those out on the line. Online. You don't have to say shit. You don't. You just say, I like that photo. And you share that photo instantaneously on the line Online. with your friends. Now, everyone's exchanging ideas. Everyone's exchanging photos. And that's why the photos that are being shared on the line Online. will be known as exchange Holy nice. shit balls, Billy. We don't have time for this.